We're live, baby. So remember, you do the intro now. Episode <laughs> 15, Heat in the Kitchen. And there's absolutely nothing to discuss today. <laughs> These are the type of days, why, you know, this is the reason we started, but these type of days. Yeah. We wanted to be on the radio 6 to 10 every morning and do this. Yeah, you know? yeah no doubt. And, um, I mean, honestly, I, well, I was about to start talking about what 6 to 10 on the radio looks like these days, but it's not worth getting into. No, I, um, honestly, I haven't even turned the radio on and. I listen a little bit. Yo, you know who I like no matter what? Like, I, I like Wiggy. Like, I liked him when he was on with Falger in the afternoons. I like him in, uh, on in the morning now. I liked him even when he was, like, um, he was on Jammin' 94.5 for a little while. Oh, yeah. And, like. Then he went to 96.9. Oh, sorry, sorry. He was on 96.9, no, not 94.5. I, I think he was. So. Oh, he was. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. Um, but anyway. No, no, you're right. He, and, I, you know, I, I like him. Like, I, I just like, I like Wiggy because, like, you know, it's funny because, like, especially when you listen to him on sports radio. It's like so easy to forget, like that game, like that Super Bowl, like yeah. that whole run. Like, dude, he had the catch in the snowball, right? Yeah. Like, and uh, you know, what I mean, that dude was a legit NFL tight end. Uh, he's like, it's like he's like the Lou Merloni of football. Like, he's from here and then he played here, but way better. I like, I mean, I like Lou on the radio, but yeah, yeah. saying like Lou Merloni was never a, a rotational player on a championship Red Sox team. Yeah. I don't even uh, know if he ever started an opening day. No, he definitely in, – in his career, maybe for the Indians once or twice, but definitely not for the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they're both great on the radio. And it, it's just different, though, because I'm just saying, I guess, like, when Wiggins talks about football, like, it's easy to clown him and, like, that's the role on the radio. But, like, when he's talking about football, like, that's a dude that used to come into NFL camps as the starting tight end. Yeah. And, uh, and tight end's not, like, uh, some, you know, easy position. Right, it's not a throwaway position. You know, you, know, you have to know and, every single play on that offense. Right, and who's had, like, major, major plays – to win a Super Bowl as opposed to, like, say, like, Lou, who gets, like, so much respect. But it's, like, Lou wasn't, like, walking around, like, the Ortiz and Manny and Pedro clubhouse with Cache. Yeah, but hold on. Wiggy's still on the radio, though? Yeah, uh, Wiggy's still on, he's on yeah. the – I think he's on the, the Greg Hill show now. It oh, seems really? like – I mean, I don't listen often enough to catch it, but it just feels like just from the last week or so yeah, yeah. when I just happen to be in the car and I tune, tune in, it, it feels like they put him permanently on and moved Fitzy to the midday. It feels like that's – I think oh, that's really? what went down. Huh. I might be wrong about that, but, again, well, I don't know. You know Listen. what's hilarious? This is pathetic how bad we don't even know this. <laughs> K. You know yeah, this is uh, K's bottle, cans and bottles. Have you, ever been, uh, have you ever been to K's spot in Braintree? Uh, no. Do you drink any craft beer? Yeah, of course. Bro, like – Well, you, normally on the show. Bro, you got to go to Where K's. Where the fuck and, are they? Where, where's your boy at? Yeah, you got to go to – so K's my partner in the uh, beer garden in Braintree. But uh, like we met because she's like, like the person that like everyone in everyone in the brewery world like rocks with K. So like if you need something, like she can get it for you, hundred percent. And so like she carries. I wanted to ask her about like there was some. I'm trying to remember what it was. There was something she posted about. Oh, it was called. Uh, uh, Do you pronounce it Lagunitas or Lagunitas? Lagunitas, right? Lagunitas. 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 Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's like. Do you know that? You know like Hogarden? Do you know how to pronounce that? Yeah, Hogarden. It's Hogarden. Who hardened? I only know that because some pretentious person once said that to me. But um, but anyway, I saw this whatever, like right? the, I saw this beer that she had on a social media earlier, and it was like they literally called their own beer like sucks. So it like looks like Lagunitas sucks. And I was gonna ask her if Fiddlehead had the same had the same brand because uh, Fiddlehead sucks. Oh, like, really? they actually suck. Why you don't like Fiddlehead, do you? Uh, I don't even know. You know, what? I drink them all, but I don't know what to me. Fiddlehead is just like such into? a middling like like afterthought IPA. Like they're the kind of IPA that like someone who who's like, oh, I only drink IPAs because I learned how to drink beer three years ago. Yeah. Like, they drink Fiddlehead. But, like, I'm not, like, 
I'm going to drink, like, there's some great IPAs out there that I, like, I'm like, yeah, I love that IPA. Yeah. And then there's great beers. Like, I'll, I'll drink a Sierra Nevada any day. Like, I, yeah. I love Sierra Nevada. But, like, Fiddlehead, like, I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand it. It's like, it's not even worth the 250 calories. It's just I, not. I don't even know what that is. Well, you know what I've been into? Uh, this bonus stage IPA from uh, it's Otter Creek, I think. It's okay. got, like, video game shit on it. I haven't seen it, but I like Otter Creek. And that's, that's cool. It's pretty good. Do you want to hear something funny? So, like, and well, hey, the other thing about it, hold on. Yeah. 12 pack for like $16, though. You know what I mean? A lot of these are like four packs for like $16. Like, well, yeah, if I'm no. going to get a 12 pack, then yeah, yeah, they're I not mean, tall boys, but. Right. Well, no, you know I get I mean? you. I mean, listen, obviously, every beer, beer is priced so differently, and yeah. it depends on what, and obviously, whatever right. you're in the mood for. The thing to me is, um, there's, obviously, this is going way off on a tangent right now, but like, uh, one of the publications, it might be one of the radio stations or something, is doing their like, um, like vote online for the best brewery in the state thing. Oh yeah. yeah. So like I, w- I went in and filled it out yesterday and um, made me realize how many breweries in the state of Massachusetts are dickheads. Cause like, as I was looking at it, I'm like, nah, I'm like, even if your beer is better, like I can't rock with you. Um, and I'm like, nah, I can't rock with you. Nah, I can't rock with you. And then I was like, wow, there's a lot of breweries. Like, for example, like, do you like Aeronaut's beer? Uh, I don't know what that is. Aeronaut? You never had Aeronaut? I probably. So Aeronaut is like, they're really good craft beer from New England. And I like their beer and, like, the chickpea rocks with them. And, like, we've done stuff with them for a long oh, time. Oh, yeah. They do this on the truck. Yeah, sure. exactly. And they do this beer garden um, in, uh, in Alston, like, on Harvard property, actually. Like, right around from Carol Works. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool. It's, like, a cool vibe. It's really cool. But, like, I go to vote for them and I'm like, ah, like, their founder was, like, ousted by their board. And, like, he was, like, he was, like, they're me. Like, that feels weird. Like, it's yeah. inorganic for me. Because, like, even if I like your beer and even if I like yeah. the people that are there now, it's like, right. you man, can't like, give them that if, if, like, if someday, like, the chickpeas just still there, but obviously gone, right, like, right. I expect everyone that I rock yeah, with in this industry to be like, yo, fuck them. those right. people. No, exactly. Right, like, um, you know, so, so like, that, like, I looked at that and I was like, dude, I, like, I really can't, I can't click yes on you. Then I'm seeing this other brewery and I'm like, ah, like, they gave all their food source to, like, this one place after I, like, helped them with all their permitting and shit. I'm like, ah, they're dead to me. And then I'm, like, looking at this next one. I'm like, oh, they went corporate and hired the, the guy from Sam Adams. Ah, they're dead to me. Uh, it's, it's just funny. It's like, um, it's like there's a lot of really good beer out there, but then there's, like, um, then there's a lot of people that are dickheads. Then it's kind of funny in these, like, competitions because um, it's so much about, like, who you get as a draw, and I don't even know how they decide those things. So, like, Harpoon is a monster, right? Like, yeah, Harpoon makes so much beer and they're re- i mean they make great beer like they're like them and sam adams that's like the og craft beer yeah. in new england or right. in massachusetts at least and then um probably new england and like i can't remember what like what regular brewery yeah. that's like good and i can't remember like, like i remember castle thinking island like i rock with those people so now castle island got a good draw and they were easy for me to vote with because they're good people but like there was there was one brewery that just like they drew harpoon and I was like, what the hell is yeah, that, yeah, man? Right. Like, if Harpoon decides they want to win, that round is there. Yeah. Like, Harpoon's going to send out a mailing list to, like, 100,000 people and right. be like, yo, can you click this link? Right. And, uh, it's a 16 and, versus a 1. Right. So I think that's even, like, how it's set up. But I just remember, like, looking at it and going, like, how is this fair to, like, how is this fair to this business? Right. Um, right, right. I don't know, man. Like, somebody, one of those breweries will just, like, they'll, like, figure out, like, some loophole, like, some way to refresh your thing or, like, delete your cache or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like, somebody's, like, aunt will just yeah. sit click, and, like, rack click, up a click, thousand votes click. a day. And you'll go, what? How, how the hell did that brewery? Um, like, I'll bet you don't. Do you, know who, do you know who Vitamin C is? Vitamin C. The, wasn't she a singer? Exactly, right? So Vitamin C is a brewery down in, um, I think, in Weymouth. 
and um, yeah, yeah, in Weymouth. Sure, right? Yeah, they're right next door to uh, Barrel House C. And like, they sell like no beer. Like, they only are open one day a week, like on Saturdays. But they got rated on one of these contests, like the best brewery in Massachusetts. So they have a line every Saturday. And like, their beer's good. Like, it is. Like, yeah, I, yeah. you know, but their whole model is just like massive exclusivity. But we're not talking like treehouse exclusivity where like we're open all the time with a line longer than you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And you, you can, can only get, get it here. Beer, right. right. You can actually get it, but you can only get it here kind of exclusively. No, this is more like. We don't. We just don't make that much beer. So it'd be like if I decided I was gonna make like five orders of Yemeni fried chicken a night. Yeah, and that's right. all I'm making. Like, right. no, that's all I make. Yeah. I'd be, the, dude. I'd be Sorry, like, you sold out at seven o'clock. Right. Like, I'd be on some crazy list, and people would be like, "Oh my god, have you had the Yemeni fried chicken?" Yeah. People would be like, "No, they haven't, because they only make five orders a night." <laughs> um, only thirteen people have had this to eat. Right. So it's just. It's my point is just like these contests end up funny because of that. Because it's like, you literally. So th- when they just put out some ranking this past year of, like, the top 10 um, best-reviewed, um, like, either from Yelp or something. It was, and it was a great list. I mean, it was the who's who. Obviously, Treehouse Trillium were on there. Yep. Um, Exhibit A on Framingham was on there. A lot of group. Exhibit I, You know what? That might be my favorite. Cats Me Out, I think, might be my favorite. Dude, so uh, I do this food share out in Sharon, and we just restarted it. And uh, there's, there's going to be a four-pack of beer every week. And uh, Cats Me Out is the four-pack this week. So I'll have a couple extra if you want them. There we go. But um, anyway, the point is, like, those are, like, the people that I – I was looking at it on this list, and, like, as a little caveat, they named, like, three breweries who were, like, their review status was high enough. They didn't have enough reviews, and vitamin C was one. And I'm like, well, in fairness, they don't – there's not enough customers. Yeah, yeah. So, like, how they can't have enough reviews, reviews yeah. right? How many people leave um, reviews in? But to my point is, like, so how – but they were on number one on some of the lists, like, above Treehouse. You know, and I'm not saying, like, beer is subjective. I'm not saying I drink vitamin C's beer and go – oh, shoot, you can't put this in that conversation. That's not what I'm saying. Right. Just saying, like, it is weird. That's like, you know, if somebody had, like, a pop-up where they're selling, like, 30 items a week, like, that's cool. And, like, they sell out every week, that's cool. But, like, you can't put them in, like, the discussion with, like, Tiffany Faison's barbecue yeah. place for best barbecue. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, you there just has can't to be do some that. volume to, you know, to compare apples and apples. That's the way I feel. Yeah. Um, that's just the way I feel. But, um, anyway, back to what we were talking about uh, when we first well, I, I, I heard um, so that that voting. Oh, Wiggins. We were talking about Wiggins. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Somehow we went there. I was gonna say that voting process for the thing. I heard that's the same for the election. That's what they they were saying. Just, See, the thing is, like, you just check a box. And you, you you like to? I mean, you like to like. That's a weird way to jump into the election. Did you watch what? the debate last night? Obviously, I watched it. Who did? Well, you watch say it? obviously. So the f- social media is funny, man. So like, all these people on social media are like, why wouldn't you? Watch I'm it? not watching that. 15 minutes. I'm not watching that. And I'm like, dude, I I dude, I watched it and I rec- I actually. So I got Adley, this this really cool guy here uh, in town, like just threw up on on Facebook that he was selling uh, like the original Game Boy, like actual original Game Boy, cheap. So I like, I bought it, yeah, yeah. and then he had the original Nintendo, so I bought that, Ooh, and now he, he did it work. We played it all night last night. Uh, like yeah, I'm showing Adley like real Mario and shit. And honestly, the the gameplay on those games, man, it's still fun, and oh, like yeah. it's so fun that you don't notice. The graphics are so bad. Like oh you'd God, have to yeah. be like it didn't even occur to me. It's like sixteen like, bit because it's just not relevant. Yeah, because yeah. like the game is like it just makes sense. And I know you're like me. Like like on a lazy Saturday, like you'll watch like marble racing. Like I just like competition. So to me, it's like give me a game. Like you and me could sit here right now and be like, all right, let's ball up little pieces of paper and see who can hit the the Visa logo yeah, right now. Right, right, right. So playing like original Mario, it's just so intuitive. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like it just it makes sense. So like my son is like. Foul, like playing. Yeah, yeah. And it's what uh, about Duck Hunt? Did you get the so gun? So the only problem is, I he, I got the gun and had Duck Hunt. 
Duck Hunt doesn't work on an LED TV. That's, you know, I did hear that. So actually. you know what's crazy? So this dude like let go of that Nintendo for like you know he's he's not trying to gouge anybody or whatever. Yeah, he's yeah, cool. Right. He let go of it for like sixty five bucks, and um, which is funny because like the 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 version that they have now that like looks like the original but yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously different computer is like that has every game two hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it's sold out like like whoa. Right. So like to get the actual like I wanted the original. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I grew up a. I, until, know, until you have to blow in that like, I didn't, cartridge I didn't grow up like, with no shoes or no food. But, like, my parents, like, you know, they moved to, like, our town with really good schools. And, like, they had to stretch the budget to get this. So, like, yeah. my sister and I grew up, like, not with – we couldn't have everything we wanted. And they got me that original Nintendo. I was five years old. So, for me – and I never could get the Game Boy. So, like, Adley's, like, yeah, playing with the Game, Game Boy, Boy today. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I never had the Game Boy. Like, Adley's got the Game Boy. Yeah. But, um, but the Nintendo, guess what else he has? And he's selling them to me as soon as he gets the games together. The original Genesis and the original PlayStation. So I'm going to have, like, you have to come over. Like, dude, we'll set it up on the projector. And just, like, anyway, with all the original games. Like, yeah. um, Sega was, I mean, well, that's how it went for me. It went Nintendo and then Sega. Those are the only two systems I ever had. So I had, the, I had the original Nintendo. And then only when that, like, absolutely shit the bed, my parents were like, you can either. That's, like, Game Boy was big and all that. And yeah. so they were literally, like, you can get either a, a console for the house, like for you and your sister, or or a travel. So my sister and I put our heads together and we got the um, Game Gear. So I had oh, like, yeah, yeah. and you know what game? I used to just play like all day on any car trip, like out to Buffalo where my mom's from. I'd play like legit ten hours of NBA Jam. Like, oh, bro, yeah, yeah. it just didn't matter. And like that, the game plan that game wasn't even fun if you think about it, because it was literally just like boo 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 dunk, like yeah, yeah. run dunk, run dunk, run dunk. But um. NBA Jam was a shit. Yeah. So anyway, my point is I, I was playing the Nintendo last night with ads, and uh, so I was like, oh, I got to, like, DVR, whatever you call it on Hulu, yeah. uh, you know, record the, um, the, debate. the debate. So like, I'm watching all these people be like, oh, I can't even watch that. And I'm like, I recorded it to watch it. Like, I think you're crazy not to watch it. Right. I, honestly, and I know, I, like, I, I get nervous even having this conversation. Not nervous because I think you're going to debate well. Nervous because I'm like, you're going to give me a headache. But I watched that, and this is how I felt going in. I'm like, Joe Biden is going to pee himself. It's going to be really hard for me because I think Donald Trump is a horrible human being that's bad for this country. And I'm now going to have to watch this dude really kill his chances. And instead, like, I thought Biden oh, comported himself well. Sure, yeah. Like, I actually thought, like, Biden approached that the way I felt like somebody debating trump should which is like when he goes on his crazy rants just like kind of laugh like just be like yeah, this yeah. guy's nuts like i even like the the tone he took he never lost his cool and like even when he said like you're he said it like almost you're, like, you're well when he called him a clown i loved it and then he like back he's like no, no, even better, but it's even better because it's like his point was like i'm a man i mean i'm i'm a grown-up like, grown grown and i and i'm gonna stand up for myself but also like well, that was the second time he called him a clown that he backed off on. The first time he just called him a clown. Yeah. Um, I liked when he said, he's just like, you're, when Donald's on like some crazy rant, he's like, you're the worst president we've ever had. Right. And it's like, I mean, that's so true. Like, even people that like Donald Trump I mean, don't think he's true. better than any other president. Like, name a president he's better, he's worse than. I mean, there's a lot. Of, yeah, Woodrow Wilson. I mean, Is he worse than Woodrow Wilson? Yes, he is. No, he's not. And what measure, by, by what measurement? Any measurement. Okay, he he has increased the national debt by more by volume and by more by percentage than Woodrow Wilson. So there's one measurement he's not better. He's not better. No. That, nope. There's one measurement he's not better. Anyway. So listen, I can debate. I'm not. I'm not Donald Trump. I don't need to just go on a rant. Abraham Lincoln. Um, I, but but what pisses me off is like this, this country is so. Whenever somebody says to me like, "What's wrong with like our politics? What's wrong with our system?" I always tell them 
what's wrong is that only 77% of Americans for whom English is their first language read above a fifth grade level. And what I mean by that is we're not smart. We're just not a smart nation. So the problem is like you go on Facebook, right? And you're like, okay. Somebody's like, oh, Trump was a complete. All it did was confirm everybody's biases already. That's all. Well, except that, except that I think it's crazy that all these people that are sort of in the middle are like, I can't watch this. Both of them should be ashamed of this. What did Biden do? He oh, never no. raised his voice. He was really good about not cutting off. And I thought, you know who I thought came out looking awesome? Uh, Chris Wallace? Yeah, Chris Wallace came out looking awesome. So, like, it, even when oh. he, I love that Wallace said to Trump, he's like, listen, your camp agreed to this. Yeah. Just behave. No, no, like, listen. What are you doing, man? I tweeted out before the, before the debate on the Heat in the Kitchen account, Chris Wallace should host every debate. You know who's shitting themselves today? The people that have to host the next two debates, have to moderate the next two debates. Because Chris Wallace, he he straight up told Trump to stop talking. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. it's it. He's in a very tough spot right now. He he could have. See, this is where Trump hurt himself. I thought last night. Sure. Not, not that he actually hurt himself. I don't think it sways anything one way or the other. No, I mean, people that are going to vote for Donald Trump are on some level. If they're not racist, they're at least very comfortable with racists. So when Donald Trump last night said on national television, he directed himself towards a white supremacist group and said, that's, stand by. All right, listen. That's unreal. All right, but his all, own his you supporters know who, are like, that's cool. All right, but that's cool. you know who the Proud Boys were founded by? I don't. Hispanic dude. That's fine. Okay, so they're white supremacists. Do- so they're white supremacists. But what are they right now? They don't. They don't do anything. What is dude. their platform? What is the Proud Boys platform? Why are we talking about the Proud Boys? That was the stupidest question all night. The Proud Boys don't do anything. They they haven't done any of the rioting in Portland. That's literally over a hundred days straight. Okay. There's riots in and you know what all else they do? Do you know that they also they didn't what kill they Nicole do? Brown Simpson? The Proud Boys didn't. Okay, but why are we talking about them? I don't understand. No, my point There's is you're, you're picking one thing, one specific thing no, that they didn't do. No, you're talking about white supremacists. That has literally, like, it's the furthest thing that's the uh, problem in the country, right? White supremacy is a problem, sure. Yes. Right? Homeland Security, the, the Department of Homeland Security called them the number one threat to national security. And by the way, that's Trump's Homeland Security, Department of Homeland and, Security. And Trump said uh, the KKK was a terrorist organization. Which they are. Okay, so I, I don't want but what's the point, though, right? So they're... They're labeled bad. They're bad, right? They don't do anything. Nothing happens, right? There's riots in cities all across the country for months, and it's not, it's, the violence has not been done by the Proud Boys. Billions of dollars worth of damage has not been done by the Proud Boys. They, right? haven't, done, they haven't damaged anything? Avi, in Portland, Oregon, every single night, there's riots. Every single night. They arrest some people. They release them without bail. Okay. Okay. The next night they go out and riot again. Yep. Okay. That's not the Proud Boys. That has nothing to do with any right wing militia group. Okay. It, it's that those are those are a much 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 bigger problem to the cities in America. Okay. So let me ask you a question. If you saw somebody beating up a woman, would you you'd let it go? Because like. I'd have to let it go under your theory, right? Because in fairness, there are bigger problems, Corey. I have to be like, wait a second. No. There are people being murdered. No, you talk in about other the cities. actual problems. So my point is, why are you? It's just it says deep down, deep in your core, you have to self-evaluate and you have to go. Why did I, when just pressed on the fact that this person I'm willing to vote for accepts this other organization, why did I bring up something that's unrelated? Who brought up Portland just now? Did I bring up Portland? But listen, are we discussing any of the stuff you just brought up now? Why are you discussing something that's not an issue in the country? So, me? Why am I discussing it? 
no, I'm just that came the out fact. as the number one topic on a million stories, right? First of all, Trump's disavowed white supremacists like 13 times. No, he has. Okay. Yes, he has. No, I don't think you know what the word disavowed means. Neither does okay. Donald Trump. Because going, I disavow, disavow. Racism is evil. He's not disavowing. Racism is evil, he said multiple times. What, that's a weird thing for a dude who's very overtly racist to say. Okay, so you can just say you don't believe anything he says. That's that's sure. To be clear, I don't remember anything. I don't believe anything he says. Okay, anything. but also course. he's a racist. But listen, <laughs> but also he but is if a racist. A, if there's a if there's a riot in a in a city every single night, right? Sure. Which there is. Okay, that's fine. And it has nothing to do with Proud Boys or any other group besides Antifa. Can so, we agree on that? Can we agree on that basic fact? Of course not, because you just said a group and then you said Antifa. Is Antifa a group? Oh, right? they're a thought. Yes, they, they are a group. Yes. No, they are not. Antifa is not a group. It's an ideology. It's a thought process. It's that a thought. Sort of, I, I, you that you sort of really parroting. So who's Joe the Biden? leader of Antifa? Oh, my God. There's 8 million Antifa organizations. You don't see them with their flags out there, anti-fascist movement, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You don't see them? No, it's a movement. That's fair. But it's not like it's not an organization. Okay. Like there's not like a meeting of Antifa. Like, people don't call. There's not a newsletter that yeah, goes Yeah, they have a meeting every night. They smash fucking businesses and start fires in the streets. That Every Everywhere. single night. Every single night. Right. Okay. Every night right now, true. Not every night all the time. Oh, okay. So they only do it 100 straight days instead of 105 straight days. I guess that depends on whether or not law enforcement is murdering unarmed people. No. It's not even in the same ballpark. as You're making stuff up. Okay. okay? Are there riots in, in cities? In Portland, Oregon, right, right now. In Seattle, yes. 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 Every single night. Accurate. Okay. Are are Proud Boys or um, I don't know any other group doing those riots? I don't know whether or not Proud Boys are at these rallies. I don't know. They pro. I'm. I guess I would assume that they are, but Why they're not. It's they not are? their rally. Dude, wouldn't people be getting killed left and right by the Proud Boys? Yeah, I thought they were the worst organization of all time. So again, this is where you're, you are conflating multiple things. No, I'm not. They're, yes. not, they're not doing anything. Who nope. call, so who called Proud Boys the worst organization of all time? Okay. Everybody online. Let me everybody, ask you a question. On, everybody on Facebook so, today. So let's take a step back. You watched the debates last night. Yes. So I don't you care about Proud Boys. Donald, Nobody so you cares watched, about Proud Boys. So you watched Donald Trump get specifically asked if he would condemn white supremacy. Did you see him condemn white supremacy? He said sure was the first word out of his mouth, first of all. Yeah, he said sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then he went on to say what? When asked, he said, he said, so how did Proud Boys come up? Stand down and stand by. So how did, how, did, how did the Proud Boys come up? Chris Wallace brought it up. No, it, no, not true. So you didn't watch. Yeah. Joe Biden brought it up. So what happens is, I watched the clip 10 times today. So this is what happens. Chris Wallace is asking him to condemn white supremacy. Trump says, sure. Chris Wallace finishes the question. Trump says, who do you want me to condemn? Who? Who should I say? Because he's Biden, condemned them all Biden, multiple times. Biden chimes in and says, the Proud Boys. That was just, he picked one at random, the Proud Boys. And he said, Proud Boys, stand down, sorry, stand back and stand by. That's what he said. I know that because that's all, no, stand back. You sure? 100% because they asked him to say stand down. And he said, stand back and stand by. Fuck does that mean? Stand back and stand by. They don't, they've already standing down. They don't do anything. Nothing even happens. They went to a mountain in Georgia one time and they just sat there. Sure. So the Proud Boys are not actively involved in anything? Not in rioting in our cities every single night. No, they're not. That's a much, rioting in our cities is a much bigger threat than the Proud Boys have ever been. Okay? To you. But what do you again, mean to me? That's what do you mean to me? No, in the city. If you, if, listen, if you're in a city, right, and you can't drive down the street because there's fires being set every single night, 
It's not the Proud Boys doing it. Why would the Proud Boys be doing that? I don't know. By the way, so I'm like looking up what like what their current activities are. Here's one. Last last January, so like last January. Twelve, yeah, but plus, but of of nineteen. So like eighteen okay. eighteen months ago. Yep. Uh, Reggie Axtell, a member of the Proud Boys, threatened Ted Wheeler, Portland, Oregon's Democratic mayor, in a Facebook post saying. <laughs> so my, no, but my point is like, Antifa went to his house like and they're started, not involved. Antifa went to Ted Wheeler's house and started fires outside and it started calling. Dope. Okay, so hold Dope. on. So why don't you conf- condemn them then? Because I'm with that. No, I don't want to condemn that. I'm with that. Oh, so that was cool that the Proud Boys did that then. No, what 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 Proud Boys did attacking the, mayor. the Democratic leader. The leader, a voted elected leader, okay. is not cool. Okay, but what, Antifa literally went to his house. But I'm it. okay with that. You're missing that. My, what I'm saying okay. is I'm okay with So that. it's cool if the left wing does it, but not the right no, wing. No, no, no. If there's a left wing um, revolutionary doing Antifa. No, but the th- difference is that Antifa's right. So there's a difference if you're Antifa's, right. Antifa's, what do you mean, right? Like they're, what accurate? they are fighting for, they're, they're right. They're accurate. They're fair. They're correct. They okay. are. And by the way, I want you to remember this. This is what's amazing about nowadays. This is all on tape. 30 years from now. So I have a question. Was it who was right in the civil rights who, march? Who is the fascist? In, who is the fascist in this? Um, How is Donald Trump fascist? In many ways. You want me to outline? Yes. Okay. Me. When he sends, when he sends American military. Pro-freedom. No, when he sends American military to Portland, Oregon. Okay. To, Amer- to essentially kidnap people that are protesting in the streets. That's fascist. By its definition, that's fascist. By its definition, that's fascist. By its definition, okay. Literally, what's the definition of fascism? Stopping freedom. Donald Trump is the most pro-freedom president. So when military organizations unconstitutionally on U.S. soil take the freedom away from an American and put them in the back of a van, that's fascist. Okay. You're going to tell me that— That's fascist, that it just is. Okay, so you just let them burn down everything, right? No. You can arrest people, right? Yeah, we have police, right? Oh, we do? That was my understanding. Again, no, 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 we don't. If any of those people get arrested, guess what happens? They get released without bail, and they go and do the same thing the next night. Okay. In the next night. In the next night. In the next night. In the next night. Good. Right? So if you live in Portland, what are you supposed to do? Uh, If you just live there and you just just want to live your life, what are you supposed to do? uh, Fight hard for change in your criminal justice system. That's what you should do. Okay. So should you go? I just want to get it clear. Should we go to the mayor's house and start fires outside and, and start bullhorning and, and putting stuff up on his building? And Hell no. You shouldn't do that. No. You just said we should do that. You said they were, they were correct in doing this. No, no. I said they were correct in doing it to Wheeler. Okay. That's different. You're changing who it is. No, I'm not. So let me ask you a question. Said Wheeler. If you were alive during the 1960s, would you take Dr. King's side or the police in Montgomery, Alabama, hit, sticking dogs on him and firing fire hoses at him? Listen, it's no, not no, the same just thing. Answer that question. Dr. King was a peaceful protester. So, so how can we turn around? So, in that case, if that happened, I would say it was wrong that it happened. And then, if Dr. King had shown up at one of those police officers' houses with a dog and a fire hose, I would say that he was in his right. And if you said to me, "Oh, wait, wait, wait. how come one can do it and one can't?" I would say because one's a monster and the other one's not. I'm okay with this guy from the Proud Boys having that happen to him. I'm not okay with the mayor of Portland having that happen to him. I'm not. That's, it's, and I'm being consistent about that. But the that. people who are doing it are the anti-fascists. Antifa. Correct. They're the ones that are... Uh, it, it, he, Ted Wheeler went down to one of their rallies. They're like... And they, they literally booed him out. They said, no, get the fuck out of here. Oh, wait, so it, they booed him. Was he all yep. right? Did he survive that one? <laughs> well, okay? then they went to his house and started starting fires outside. Yep. 
So I don't know. You, you flip flop. So it's it's okay if the Proud Boys do it, or it's not okay. I'm, I'm not really sure. By the way, to be clear, the Proud Boys were have been at rallies in Seattle, Washington, in what's called the uh, yeah, Capitol the Hill Chaz. Autonomy yes, Zone. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so Proud Boys are out there. You just said the Proud Boys aren't out there. Avi, they they literally took over blocks of Seattle. Sure. Okay. And then two weeks later, so Proud Boys went there and said, "I, I want to move on." But just, before we move on, can I just ask you this? So you have to pick one. You're with one, or you're not. Antifa, the organization that you think exists, or Proud Boys? Which one are you rocking with? You have to rock with one. Uh, well, the name Antifa, sure. The name. Okay. That's no. not what they actually are. Though. So there's two rallies tomorrow. One is Antifa and one's Proud Boys. You have to go to one. Which one are you going to? Well, for entertainment value, I'd, I'd go to Antifa. Proud Boys no, are just going to stand there with, with? Proud Boys are just going to stand there with their guns. Which one are you more comfortable with? I, I'm not comfortable with either. Okay. But a minute ago, you told me no one cares about probably They're totally fine. Everything's cool. All they do is go and stand next to shit with their guns. That's okay. all they do. They don't do anything. Oh, they just stand there with guns. Not, that's yes. not a problem. Or, no issues it's there. In their, it's within their legal rights. No issues it's there. It's not in your legal right to go and smash businesses and start fires in the street. That's not legal. True. But let me ask you But question. if you're in Georgia, are, it's okay to have a gun but so on the fucking are, side so of a mountain. So why are they standing there with their guns? What's the reason for that? What are they trying to do? What are they trying to prove? Did not doing anything. It's just like a hobby. They're just like, yo, what are you doing yes. Saturday? Yo, yes. Core, want to come with me, man? Bring your gun. Yes. Let's go exactly. stand out with their guns. That's exactly That's what it is. That's all it is. Yes. It's just like, hey, guys. It's what, just some do, guys hanging you've with seen, guns. You've seen them start riots. You've seen them every single night. I've you've seen s- these videos every single night. No. Because you have not looked into any of these Antifa uh, riots. Every single night. I'm riots. aware of what Antifa is. Are you, have what, you seen what? what I'm have, aware of these Andy riots. No on Twitter. Have you seen these videos? I've seen a lot of videos from Portland of these riots, yes. Yes. Or, or L.A. or anywhere I've where there's riots. seen a lot riots. of these riots, yes. And they, it, Minneapolis. Yep, seen them. Minneapolis didn't. They're the only state that didn't vote for Reagan in 84. Mm-hmm. You think they were just going to, like, put up with people just. There was. Remember the rumor, they, the guy that shot himself in the head? He murdered someone. The cops cornered him outside a mall. He shot himself. They put on Twitter, somebody put on Twitter, cops just shot this guy. They start smashing business. Everybody starts smashing businesses. It riots in the street. Right? So, so, that guy, so that guy, so we should just let murderers go because. I mean, that's what we do for police. Right? Like, we just let murderers go, right? What about Breonna Taylor? Like, what about her killers? Are they not just let go? No, one of them's not. No, one of them's being charged with the bullets that went into the so wall. The neighborhood. Yes, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. So. We've talked about this. Brianna Taylor's killing is fucked up. Right. Okay. I, 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 Should those guys be in jail? Yes. Okay. What about all the police in a 45 police officer scene after the fact where they ignore all Louisville Police Department protocols? Don't, don't isolate Listen, these police anytime, officers. Anytime a, a police protocol is broken, yeah. those police should be... Fired, okay. charged, so let me ask all you of this. that. So let me ask you but this. yet, but okay. here we go again. So say it was your brother. The police union is going to okay. protect these out. people. Say it was your niece, or right? Say it was your niece or nephew, killed in that scenario, right? Yep. And the police were out; they were not charged. The DA chose not to charge them. How are you going to handle that? You're going to break a window? What are you going to do? I'm not going to go just smash somebody's business that has nothing to do with it. So what are you going to do? I don't, I protest. You're just, by doing what? You're just going to stand there in solidarity? You stand out? Listen, if you, get, if you get enough people, if you, uh, listen, you brought up Dr. King before. Mm-hmm. You think he would, he, he's cool with, uh, listen, him and Malcolm X had beef about it, right? And towards the end of Malcolm X's life, he came to Dr. King's side, right? I read both of their, yeah, I've read, I've read Malcolm X's autobiography. Okay, I'm so. I'm aware. I wouldn't say he came all the way over. I would say that he. Because he didn't live long I enough, would say probably. that he realized that he had been brainwashed by an organization. 
um, and was frustrated by some of the ideology that he had that he'd been indoctrinated with. That's true. Um, I think, unfortunately, that at some point when you've asked nicely a lot of times, eventually you become angry, you become frustrated, you become violent. And I don't believe in telling somebody who's been wronged repeatedly how they should be, how they should react. That's just not how I'm going to be. So here's what I'm going to say. Antifa, right? Joe Biden better watch out because guess what? Joe Biden's going to get in office. Antifa doesn't care. You think they, Joe Biden's going to overthrow the government. Time out. You think Joe Biden's getting into office? Uh, do I? No, I've resigned no, I think Trump's going to win. Trump's going to win. Yeah, I've resigned Trump's myself gonna. to that fact. I, honestly, I thought it was going to be Biden, and then it's like I don't think it could be Biden. I think there's too many bad people in this country. There's too many dumb people in this country, and then at the end of the day, that there's, there's a, no there's nobody passionate for Biden. You know what I mean? Like it's this, probably true. You know, like right. It's yeah, probably true. It's it just. I mean, the Democrats are so dumb with how they run their shit. So. I mean, listen, I don't, th- I don't think that they do a good job winning elections. I think that they pick people who are not, who do not have heavy support. I- I'm with you there. I just think that, yeah. I mean, I think way, that's o- unfortunately, that's I think you're overlooking right. overlooking the actual problems though. Riots in in the cities are a major problem. They are. They are. Okay. They are. And it's, they're, it's but they're not as big a problem as law enforcement officers committing state sanctioned murder. They're just not. They're I, not as big a problem. I mean, nobody thinks that cops should. I know you're gonna say nobody thinks that. All right, police a lot of people think that. Yeah, police after Derek, and... after Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd on video, his police union didn't just fight to keep him out of jail. No, no, no. They fought to keep his job. No, no, no. First of all, Derek Chauvin got arrested, and he's gonna get tried for murder, and so, he's gonna get out. convicted for murder. Did he get arrested right away? Yes. No, he didn't. He got arrested. Uh, whatever. I don't know. Whenever the like video... a week later. I, sure, Derek Chauvin should have been out of job in 2008 because he so like shot somebody. So we're in agreement there, but but that's not the point. The point here is their union yes. fought not just for him to not be. Charged. I'm anti-union. Okay. I, I mean, the union's always going to protect these people, and yeah, that's yeah. a major, especially with the police union. It's a major problem. Right. Okay. What about the kid? Um, and I'm embarrassed. I'm forgetting his name. I should Google it. The kid in Colorado who was murdered. Um, uh. I'm or the kid in Buffalo. Yes, all these. No, the, all yeah, these the kid ones, in Colorado. Oh, Rochester. An interesting case where hardcore constitutionalists should be angry that he was even stopped. Um, should be angry that that he was even stopped. Um, what uh, Elijah McLean? Um, do you, you know that story? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like he didn't. That wasn't even a good a constitutional stop. And then they murder him. They end up murdering him. Right. Um, and they're not one of them have been tried. Not one of them will be arrested. It's fucked up. Right? So if I was, if that was my family member, I want to be clear, or a member of a community that I lived in, I would, and Simcha was in that neighborhood, I'd put something through the front window of Simcha if that's what I felt like was the only way you were going to hear me in my pleas that you stop behaving this way. Like, I wouldn't, it's, I'm not okay with a society where Elijah McLean, somebody's kid, could get murdered on his way home from a store. I'm not okay with that. And I'm sorry, but like my storefront, your storefront, anybody's storefront doesn't mean shit to me in a society where they're murdering somebody's child on his way home. That's fucked. I mean, that's fucked. I'm, I'm going to be clear. If somebody took Adley from me so, or Dina from me, I'm on their head. I'm on anybody that cares about their head. Of course. And, and honestly, if you don't go break a bunch of people's property over it, you're dead to me too. So to me, okay, I but, don't look at these okay, riots and, and like I don't get angry about okay, them. But, I just okay, don't. Okay, but you you own Simca and it's um you know in in DC. Sure. Okay. Yep. And then you're just serving your dinner. I should be so lucky. DC is a dope ass. Uh, you're serving your dinner. Yep. Right. And now 
uh, here comes here comes a march, a march for peace comes okay. comes by, right? Cool. Yeah. And your your patrons are out there just eating their dinner outside on the on their patio, mm-hmm. and they come in and start flipping tables. Yep. You're cool with that as the business owner. It depends. Why are they flipping these tables? What are they angry about? What happened? Why, why, are, why are these people no, eating dinner when happened. people died? I'm asking what happened. We walked by. Uh, our, our march walked by your no, restaurant. But what, what, what precipitated the march? What are they angry about? Uh, uh, Breonna Taylor and Elijah McClain. Fuck it. Flip the tables. Let's do it. Okay. And, and you're, you're cool with your customers being treated that way? I mean, I'm cool with whatever it takes. To make change in that scenario. Okay. So if that takes cool. you flipping my tables, so be it. Okay. Sure. So when people come to Simcoe and they start flipping tables because there's a march down Route 1. We're not, that we're, is. we're not right off Route 1. We're not right off Route 1. You're talking about Main Street? Yep. I want to be clear. If, if it Just takes... Terrorize, terrorize my customers. If it takes sure. terrorizing my customers the camera's to right. make... If it takes... I'm looking at the computer. If it takes terrorizing my customers... To make lasting change that will prevent something like Brianna Taylor's death, Elijah McClain's death, how is that going to? How is that going to absolutely terrorize my customers? But how is that going to? How is that going to prevent? It? I don't know that it will. I'm saying wouldn't it be better to get 10 million people to march on Washington and hold rallies? Wouldn't hell yeah! That? So that was the point that I was going to make, which was that listen, if I don't think terrorizing innocent people in this in this scenario is going to affect change, I don't you're know. just causing more harm. You're pushing more. First of all, you're pushing more people to Trump, for sure, right? So be it. What do you mean? So listen, big? I mean th- this problem. This is a not positive. Like th- this isn't an issue that has to do with the president. To be honest with you, this was happening under Obama. Of course, it was happening before Obama under Bush. It was happening. It's been happening forever. The cameras are just on. So the reality is like that's not a Trump issue or non-Trump issue. That's not about pushing someone to Trump or not pushing someone to Trump. These are problems the that our Proud society Boys. needs to face. What do you mean? But the Proud Boys. Trump the- didn't say anything about the Proud Boys. That- I thought that was a major problem. It is a major problem. Those- it's a major problem. Those two things are not non. Those two things are not mutually exclusive, Corey. Okay, one, but yes. one one presidential candidate cannot denounce violence. Okay, he he's all for Antifa. So first of all, did you did you watch this debate? Yes, I did. You see what he said about that? Oh, he did say sorry, no violence, and he's pro cop. And he's he's pro cop, and he said he's for law and order. Yep. Said he, 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 he said also he said he, all, he also said he's not for the Green New Deal, even he though he, it says it on his website. He said he would not defund police. I mean, this thing. I mean. The entire thing is just one big lie, two big lies, three big lies, four big lies. It's just lie after lie after lie. And the other thing about the stupid thing Trump did is, like Chris Wallace, possibly is is gonna fact check both of them, and he's gonna he's gonna press Biden on something, and Trump jumps in and says something stupid, and it gets it off topic. Trump's not a smart man. No. Anyway, um, what do you think about Cam Newton? Uh, I'm 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 very racist because uh, don't do that shit, dude. Okay, don't do well, that shit. Still, just still don't do that shit. I don't like that. Um, he can read a defense. He can read a defense. Yep. I mean, first of all, Cam Newton's a great quarterback. That's a reality. Uh, like, um, he's almost, definitely if he wins a if he wins a Super Bowl, Hall of Fame. Cam Newton. Yeah. Even if he doesn't win one. So it's tough. <laughs> it, it would depend on how long he played, right? Yeah. So like, um. He's going to be the second greatest running quarterback, if not the greatest. Well, so the thing about Cam Newton that I think is so interesting, right? He just went undefeated. I know. Um, the, the thing about Cam Newton is that he's not a running quarterback. He's a really good quarterback who can run. And it's interesting, even here watching him, like, did you watch the, you watched the Chiefs-Baltimore uh, game? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, like, even Mahomes, try, definitely Lamar Jackson, they look to create with their feet. Cam doesn't – Cam really, like – Except for a called play, which is yeah, part yeah. of an offense they're running. Cam is like, 
Cam's evading, like Cam's evading with his feet. He's buying time with his feet. He's got this incredible confidence in the pocket, knowing that like you can't really take him down. He's he's an interesting mix, like somewhere between a Lamar Jackson, Mike Vick type and a Ben Roethlisberger type, where it's like, I know you're going to have a hard time taking me down when you get to me. Yeah, right. So you're not rushing me out of this pocket. Yeah. If I want to run, I'm going to run. Well, um, I, and I think he will do it more, too. It, like, and it's interesting. The offensive coordinator the pocket, for Baltimore said something fascinating about Lamar Jackson that I think is so true. He said, these other quarterbacks like Mahomes, they run to like be shifty and kind of trickstery. Yeah. He's like, Lamar runs with a purpose. He runs to punish, is what he said. And it's funny. Cam's not as quick to run as those guys. He's a, a legit pocket quarterback. He reads defenses. He makes he goes through progressions. But when he looks to run, Cam's looking to punish. There's an attitude on this team. And what I wanted to ask you about, I think you're going to feel the same way. I think you're going to feel the same way I do on this. So far, three games in, the Patriots have not lost a game that they wouldn't have lost with Brady. Yeah. And they like they'll they'll be two and two, let's say. And they may well, you know, we don't. No, we don't probably. Know. But probably. let's just say so. Probably, but the truth but is, they like, would have been two and two. But the truth Brady. is, there's a lot of teams that are going to get smoked by Seattle this yeah, year. Right. And they almost went. If Josh McDaniels makes, so I love that play call. No, if with a two wide receiver outside. set, just no. Oh, give me a two wide receiver guy. set and run oh, the same play yeah. or one. Yeah. Like, sorry, but that play into in a full box on oh, both yeah. sides is a dumb play. Um, and I don't understand. No, but if he if he busted outside too, he was he was home. Agreed, but the problem was because you had eight no, in the I box. No, like, I like having one out. Because you had one eight in the box, option. it allowed them to just try to seal. Yeah. You couldn't seal if there's a wide receiver. Yeah. So I just liked something, something. Yeah. But um, that, that was but, an unbelievable comeback. Right, but the, and, and the point is that in that game, like, they're not back in – they're not in that game with, with Brady. I've been watching the Bucs. No, no, I watched no. all three Bucs games. Yeah. Um, this is another example. And listen, Brady's in a system with so much talent around him. I'm not saying yeah. Brady can't win one. Yeah. I don't think he will, but I'm not saying he can't. But it's still another example of Belichick having his finger right on the pulse and going like, "We're gonna trade up. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna." So like, they are better off. And the hilarious and, thing is, they just, they literally like nobody wanted Cam Newton. And I know. They, I think I read that. I think Mike Reese reported this that they didn't even contact Cam till like June or July. Is that right? Like they, they probably just realized like, oh shit, Cam's out there. Let's just at least check in on him. I mean, how much better, be honest, how much better is Nikhil Harry with Cam than he right. was with Nikhil, Brady? Nikhil is disappointing a little bit, though, right? He's got all the tools, and then, like, they'll set him up for, like, a screen, and it's like, dude, just beat that one guy. Like, you can't let this corner tackle you right now. No, I know, but. You know but... what I mean? Like, he's still young, I guess, but it's like he, he should be better, I think. So, so you know? I think like with the ball in his hands, I'm saying. I get that. I think to I some degree. And all that. I think to some degree, like, it's tough. When it's hilarious watching their offense, though. They got Demir Bird, who you know, like all the Nikhil Harry. You know what I mean? Like Bird besides Edelman, and, Bird is making them plays, man. No, I know, but it's just like this is the Patriots. It's just you know. And the other thing I love about just Belichick's philosophy in general, yep, about just build it from the line out, right? Because their offensive line is good enough. You yeah, know what really, I mean? Like it's, it's like this guy. Oh, you know who I'm about kill for that offensive whatever. line right now? Brady. Have you watched the Bucks? Like their biggest problem is they don't block anybody. Yeah, no, anybody. No. Uh, Which you got to wonder, like at what point? At what point is Brady like, what the fuck? I left for this reason. <laughs> like, yeah. What the fuck? I, it's it is such an interesting year, but you're right though. Even going into Seattle, I felt more comfortable with Cam than with 
than I would have with Brady. Like, yeah. I, I assumed it was a loss either way. Yep. You know, just like this Sunday, like, they should not beat Kansas City in Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes no, is just so fucking should. good. Yeah, I mean, listen, they should, they should on paper, but they should get smoked. If they, but if, you know what, if they get the running game going, keep the ball, you know, short passes, keep the ball. Right. You know, they should be in it, so maybe they can win. You know what I mean? It just that's where you have faith in Belichick. Yeah. I mean, listen, to me, like, the, the Oakland game was so important because this team is supposed – so, in my opinion, last year's team would have beat Oakland, and, but it would have been a nail-biter. Um, it never would have been, like – it wouldn't have been, like, game-winning drive, but it would have been one of those games where it's, like – it could have gone sideways at the very last minute. Yeah. Um, and instead, like, this team kind of, like, they knew when to put their foot on the throat. Right. Boom, it was over. Um, the games, I'm excited for when they start getting into, I mean, they played the Dolphins, obviously, already. But I'm excited when I say get into the AFC East. We're just talking Buffalo. Yeah. Um, I'm excited I'm excited for that because Buffalo looks good. Bu- Buffalo looks good, but the only thing is that, like, Buffalo lost last week. They, they no. get the win. They get the win. But they lost last week. That was a horrific call, and that ends the game. And that ends the game. So, so to me, I lost six hundred. If, if I'm a, f- well, I, wow. no, I didn't lose six hundred. Well, like I, a parlay or some shit. I had a three team parlay, yeah. and I, I had the Rams plus one and a half. Damn. And they call that a fourth down. I mean, that was a really shitty call. And you the, can't call that. You can't. You can't. You can't. <laughs> you can't. And, I mean, and, and, and the thing. Hey, mean, hold on. But if it's under two minutes, right? If we're gonna make pass interference reviewable, right? Like, I don't understand how you can just make these calls, you know, under two minutes, and then you're not going to review things. You so know what I mean? A, like, so, so now we're like into, so, so now you're into – it's a good transition to, to what we just watched with the Celtics. Um, it's tough, man, because, like – They I, suck? So I, I, before we get into what – to them, I want to get into the uh, – like the reviewing everything. So the NBA oh is God, like – like, so bad. At some point it's like so bad. if we're going to review judgment calls – so, Listen, I'm all for not reviewing them. You know, I mean, all of that stuff. Right. But it's like, well, if you're going to make it reviewable and it's under two minutes, you know what? I, I'd be fine. Why don't, they, if, why don't you just let coaches challenge under two minutes then? Agreed. Well, you know so what I mean? That like, would be fairer because I guess what I'm saying is I hated watching some of the NBA shit where it's like you make a judgment call and then you choose to review it. Yeah. You might, so then, like, what about a play that's a non-call? Why don't we, why don't we right. stop every play ever and go watch in case there was a right. travel? In and, case and especially like, in the NBA, there's about, so man? many plays where it's like, extremely good defense, right? Right, And they call a foul, and it's like, well, I mean, it's not really a foul, and you're not going to go review that, right, right. you know, but the guy did fall, you know, and it's just, it, it's, it takes away from the game, and I, I, I understand refereeing is extremely difficult, especially sure. in the NBA, the way everybody's yeah, yeah. flopping all over the place, yeah. but, like, you, know you can't we, go by, you can't go near, like, Goran Dragic right. without, like, I know, so, in the NBA, if they, if they want, if they want to fix the NBA game, they have to start, so, I mean, I understand that this is going to force Harden into early retirement. They have to start by being like, if you up fake, you have to go into a normal shooting motion or you get no call. No so call. You are, I'm sorry, on the playground, you know someone would get hit in the face, yeah. right? Like, oh, yeah. if you went to the playground this afternoon, played ball against some, some dudes who used to play some ball, and you were up faking dudes and then throwing yourself yeah. into them, someone would slap you. It's, like, it would like, happen. It's like, this is dangerous, garbage. too. Like, it's, it's just like... like like you, it's not playing. basketball. No, it's not, and it's so when you watch that happen repeatedly. Oh, um, and it's nonstop. Yeah, it's nonstop. So the thing that annoys me is people talk about like Pierce, right? Like back when he used to, would he hit you with that up fake? He got you to come into his airspace yeah, yeah, and he right. went up. Right. Um, these guys go into your airspace, right. of course. which is ridiculous. No, I know. Because there should just be a rule. If whenever that happens, instead of giving them a free throw, 
the rules, it should become a game of horse. You, you now, unguarded, have to make that shot in that motion. Yeah, right. Okay, James Harden, let me see you half hunched over, no. chuck a ball up. If you can make that shot, you can have the points. Otherwise, shut up. It's, like, it's, it's so bonkers. No, I know. And it's the worst to watch. Do you know what the most disappointing so part of the, of the, um, of the uh, Celtics? Yeah, the Eastern Conference Finals for me was it wasn't Marcus Smart taking 22 garbage shots. That was the second most nah, disappointing. I mean. The most disappointing part was the live look-ins to Brad Stevens' huddles. This is Brad Stevens in a huddle. Uh, so, guys, um, I'm just saying that we need to stay with it, uh, play for each other. Um, let's, let's pass the ball around a little bit, okay, guys? Uh, I'm like, this guy was at a church service. Like, it was sad to watch. Yeah. And that's why, like, I like Brad Stevens. I've always oh, no, I'm, he's I'm an a, excellent coach. I'm a Brad but Stevens he deserves, fan. he deserves a lot of blame this for team, this This team, if they're going to take the next step, I think they need a coach with the, with the ability in between games to pull a Marcus Smart aside and go, if you're our leader emotionally, you need to know when, when to put your finger on it, but you also need to know when to go tell Tatum, yo, listen, we're up six with nine and a half minutes to go. We want to go to game seven. This has to go through you. Um, Tatum, biggest mistake of the series, in my opinion. It was game one, taking the three or whatever? It was game two, wasn't oh, well, it? It might have yeah. been. They so blew both of them. It was game two. <laughs> it was game two. So game two, he takes the three. Was that game one? I think it was game no, two. Game two yeah, so game, game two. two, he takes three at the end of regulation. And then he becomes a grown-ass man and to go attack out of bounds. Those should have been flip-flopped. Yeah. Like, bro, you do that when in a tied game. You make right. him make that play. Right. That's a totally different play for Adebayo. If he doesn't have any room for error, yeah. when, you, when he had all the room for error in the world, right. his worst-case scenario was that you got to make two free throws. Yeah, right. Your worst-case scenario was that he met you at the rim like he did. Yeah. To me, flip-flop those. Where was the aggression yeah, no, in the tied game? You just dribbled it down and then took a junk no. distance three. Clearly, he has another step to of take. Of course. And, but on the flip, what killed me was when the game – and this was, I thought, a, a coaching problem in this series. When, so the Celtics, in the fourth quarter of that game, late third, early fourth, were getting whatever they wanted yeah. when they went to the rim. Oh, and course. nothing from outside. Yeah, And yet – they just stopped going to the rim. And then he, he calls a timeout. I'm yelling at the TV in front of Adrian. I'm like, go to the rim. Go to the rim. Timeout. So I said, right, so he's going to tell them enough of these lazy threes. Go to the rim. First play out of the timeout, Kemba comes off a screen, chucks from outside. Yeah. And I said, that's on the coach. The first shot out of a timeout when you've just been chucking is to chuck. Yeah. Then your coach didn't – he either didn't say it or he has no power in that huddle. See, I, I mean, I, offensively, I'm not – I, I'm not going to give him too much blame because it is such a shot-making league. And they did – I mean, they were up six, and they had a wide-open three to make it nine, and they missed. And, right, but – But, listen, I have much more problem when, like, Bam Adebayo is schooling you play after play after play after play. And, like, Robert Williams is just sitting on the bench. So, I wanted Robert Williams in that You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, dude, I, I he's, the the only, he's the only big guy that can stay with it. Tyson no, clearly was overmatched. I did say the and, same and thing. And Enos Kansas – you know, a great offensive player, but he's not there defensively. No, I know. So I did say I did say like the same Bob thing. Bob Williams didn't play at all, barely in the series. You know I what know. I mean? After playing in the previous series, it's like I just you have enough offensive pieces. Yep. No, so I, I said the same thing. I, I thought Robert Williams and the thing about Robert Williams is he gives you if Tice isn't gonna shoot threes. Right. And he's not gonna be in the or top, he, no, he's just gonna make stupid fouls anyway. Right, but, like, but, it, but I'm saying it, if Tice is in there to to yeah, make threes or, five, for, right. or, for, or for pick and pop yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, pick and rolls. Right. Okay, I, I understand why he's there instead of Williams. But if he's just diving, 
Williams is even better at that than yeah, he is. Right. I mean, like the wingspan, like you could just throw. Okay, Marcus Smart, when he gets in trouble, can throw the ball to the rafters. Right. And Williams might just come down with that right. dunk. Right. So to me, at that point, what you get defensively, yes. and quite honestly, I know this sounds stupid on service, but I know you'll understand me. Williams even gives you better fouls against Adebayo. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's not going to let an and one because, like, no, man, right. that ball goes up. He, if he bloody knows or not, yeah, yeah. that ball's getting swatted into the right, third right, row. Right. So Tice, on the other hand, is like, he wasn't even big enough to foul him and stop him. Right, so right, Adebayo right. was, like, going to the rim and one and one. Oh, it's like um, pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll. It's like, all right. I, I, I just really felt like there I, was There was no there reason was that it should be at least a seven-game series. You know, at least. I, I, you know what I mean? Six like, with nine and a half minutes to go, that's a – that's winning time. That's like in the NFL. Right. When, it, it, that's like in same the thing NFL. as game one and game two. Right. You know that's what I mean? like in the NFL. Like you're, you're up by clearly four. as good as that team. You're up by four or five, and you get the ball left with eight minutes to go. You need one great drive. Well, when you're up in the NBA by, by nine and a half with yeah. six minutes left, it means you need, Push it you to 12 need, you and, need three and strong this game minutes of head down. Right. No, like you can play even back and forth, yeah, yeah. but head down. Every single time down, you break an NBA team's will yeah. when you're getting two every time because yeah. they, they have to start chucking. They start to look at it and go, we can't make any progress with a two. No, so they start taking threes. Then they unravel. Now it's a 15-point lead your way. Yeah. I know because I saw the Heat do it. The yeah. Heat got up six, and it was bye-bye. Oh, and game one or game night. two, the Cel- well, the Celtics had, did get, had that double-digit lead in the fourth quarter, yeah. and they blew it. By anyway. the way, Hero and, uh, and Duncan Robinson are the perfect – like, they're the perfect <laughs> – it's going to be funny. I think Tyler Hero is – It's nasty. They're going to so get – uh, by the way, Paul Pierce – is going to be wrong in two years, but right now he is right. Like, his point was, like, don't nickname yourself a bucket when you don't really average that many points. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just don't. And, like, I understood his point. It sounds so salty because he is salty about the heat. Like, he hates the heat. But yeah. But at the same time, his point is right, right, which is, like, yo, maybe give it a year. Maybe next year when you average 21, yeah. call yourself a bucket. Right. But Hero's also right, too, because, like, his point was, like, if you need one, I can get one. Oh, Hero can do that better than anyone in the Celtics right now, which is crazy. He has just, that mentality where it's like, you know, growing up, he was the man, and he's, I'm still the man. Fuck right. you. You know what I mean? And, and, it's and like, by the way, against NBA, I mean, against Jalen Brown at oh, times, yeah. a great NBA defender. Yeah. He just, he goes and gets one. He has, he has a shot from everywhere on the, bat, on the court. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's beautiful to watch, oh. which is great because, like, Butler has a shit ton of heart, and he's a really good defensive player. But, like, why they call him Jimmy Buckets, I don't know. He yeah. can score, but, like, Butler's going to gonna fail no, for you he's more he's often. he's a good basketball player. He's not a scorer. Right. He's a so, quiet 20 a game. Right, so but, surrounding you know, like, him not a good with, with scorers, yeah. with guys that can finish at the rim and from, and from outside, and letting him just be someone that, like, he can, you know, he's just got heart for days. Yeah, he's yeah. a dog. Like, he's yeah. a dog. Right. Um, I'm excited to see this next series because, like, if the Lakers uh, don't, not, no, don't like, misunderstand. I wanted to give the Lakers no credit, and then the Celtics were, were uh, uh, potentially going to you know, play sure. in the finals. So then I'm like, oh, all right, maybe this does count. And now I'm like, no. no. Here's the thing. No, don't misunderstand me. If the Lakers don't hoist that trophy, I'm going to be blown away. I'm oh, saying I'm interested to watch that can it match because there are interesting in-game things. Like yeah. Butler guarding LeBron is interesting to me. And watching these outside shooters, like the Heat, don't match up well against the Lakers in the oh sense that they're going to beat them. But but out of Bayou might be the best matchup to try to guard Davis in the league. Who's who's a better matchup for trying to guard him? Yeah, but look at it the other way, right? The Lakers no, have same. three guys could guard. LeBron could guard Bam. I thought uh, of that Anthony Actually, Davis, LeBron's Kyle the, Kuzma. LeBron's the no, not Kuzma. He's too skinny. But um, LeBron is the best matchup for out of Bayou. Is a poor man's LeBron. Like watching him put yeah, the yeah. ball on the ground and stuff. 
it's like he's too strong for Anthony Davis. Um, but LeBron. No, he's not too strong for Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis has the length, though. Length. So right. So yeah. But my point is, he's he's really strong for him. Like I could see him. Uh, how do you feel about Anthony Davis? I think he's unbelievable. Still, I mean, he is on he, like he, I, top five, easy for of me. Of course. Okay. So when you say how do I feel? Well, about Well, a lot him? of people think he's like overrated, blah blah. And I think it's just because he plays with LeBron now. So I do. But think, it's like so it's interesting. Once again, in the playoffs, yeah. Anthony Davis is hitting game winners. So it's interesting that Anthony Davis, I do think, is overrated, but but I still think he's top five. Does that make sense? Like to me, yeah, what yeah. I mean by that is Anthony Davis. I'll never forget I, when he was playing with Boogie. I, I went to the uh, I went to the Fleet Center Garden, whatever. What is it called now? Yeah. And um, I watched him play, and it was one of these games, right? Like in the end, he had like thirty four and twenty, but it just never mattered. Yeah. Like it just never mattered, right? Well, yeah. And so no, no, no. But it's just like that's how he plays basketball. It's like yeah, yeah. it kind of never matters. Um, like Anthony Davis is a top five NBA player. But if there's a game where they need Anthony, and that was a great three that he hit, but like if they need two, Worst defense of all if time. they just need two, and they inbound the ball to Anthony Davis mid block against Bam out of Bayou, I'm say, not yeah, convinced. Bucket, he think. probably is, but I'm not convinced. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. as opposed to, so when I think of top five, like there are players in the NBA that I'm like, uh, you're up one, and there's four seconds left, five seconds left. Uh, we're in a lot of trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. And so Anthony Davis is just a, a weird – he's a weird top five player. Maybe part of that is because, like, he's a center who I don't feel like you can go to the post and get one every time. Yeah. So, But yeah. he also can fucking hit from three. So. Here, here's the way I kind of think about it. Like, you know, if you're on Team USA, mm-hmm. right, like Anthony Davis is, like, the best player. Like, he will be the best player on the team. Yeah. You know what I mean? For Team USA. Sure. You know what I mean? But I see what you're saying. Like when you're when you're the man on a team, like you're not carrying them to shit. I'm saying to you're, me, if you're the only man, I'm you know saying I mean? to me, you, you're saying he needs LeBron. Yeah. So what he I'm saying is, so what I'm saying is, and this is where the Lakers are. I mean, look, I think the Lakers are coming home with the trophy, yeah. but 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 where they're weird to me as a as a championship team is that usually, like, I don't like Kyrie Irving, hate him, okay, right? But Kyrie Irving was the dog on that Cleveland team. Yeah. Um, Dwayne Wade was the dog on that team. The, the the Bulls had Jordan, Kobe Bryant. I'm talking about those kinds of players where you just – I mean, you remember as a Celtics fan how many times, like until they finished that game in 07. Yeah. You didn't believe it because – I know 08, but yeah, 07 season, yeah. but 08. Um, there are players like Jordan, Kobe, Lillard's one of those players yeah. where you're just like, I don't – this dude, you're going to – like this it's not has, over yet. This dude's got to be unconscious for the game to get pulled out of his hands. Right, right. Anthony Davis doesn't have that. Like, no, no, no. Anthony Davis is of a generation, although Lillard's the same age, but Anthony Davis just has that demeanor of, like, I got $35 million no matter what. Like, yeah, yeah. So it just feels like – I'm not saying he's, he's soft. I'm not saying he can't play. I'm saying Jimmy Butler and Anthony Davis – Had to work for everything. If they're, on, if they're practicing together, they're leaving when Anthony Davis is done. Not when Butler – like, Butler isn't like, oh, yeah, I'm done. Like, right. Anthony Davis has to quit the game before, for that game to end. Butler's running that back a, a million right. times. Right. I actually thought about this watching the Heat. I'm like, can you imagine Jimmy Butler either as the number two with Jordan or imagine if timing had worked out for him to have been with Kobe after Shaq left? Like, the two of them – I just don't know how you would have beat that. Like they, because they would never have given you anything. Yeah, like they would have. 
probably killed each other in practice, though. No, the, t- the <laughs> truth about the two of them is they would they would have just it would have been only the two of them on the court because no one else would play with them. Yeah, yeah. Like right. it's more like that, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, that's what's also so cool about this Heat team is that after Jimmy Butler had such a hard time with these other teams and um and butted heads with so many of these young players, this team has dogs yeah. that love him that that are like this dude is about it, right. you know, in the way that like say like um. The last dance. He also got his contract though, so it's like hard to, you know, it's hard to compare it when it's like, oh, he's in a contract year or he wants to get traded or whatever. And now it's like, now he picked his spot, so it's like, well, you better be like, you know, a good teammate and, and be all about it now. You yeah, know but I mean? when I, I guess, I guess I don't, I don't agree with that because if anything, like I feel like Butler's the same guy every time. In the stories you read about the Heat, even like what they're saying is just that like they're just they they buy it, like they're yeah, with yeah, yeah. it. Oh, and sure. and what I'm saying is like, like that. That Bulls team that we watched the the last dance, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like they were they were a team like Jed Judd Bushler was a dog. Yeah. He wasn't that talented, but he was a dog. Right. Kerr like is fighting Jordan in practice. Like right. these were guys that were like to what you said about Hero. Like I was the best player every where I've ever been. I'm yeah, still yeah. like Kerr was like yo. I was the best player at Arizona. Yeah, right. Like you're not punking me in practice just because you're the greatest player of all time. Right. And um. And that's how, like, even if Jordan was that player that, like, you felt like he was abusing you, you, you loved it because you knew that he was that it that come game time he was doing it for you. Right. This team believes in Butler that way, whereas these other teams, like, you want to talk about someone who literally was like, "I got my money." That's Wiggins. That's Towns. Like these guys that were like, literally, like, "Why you're not my coach? I'm not working harder just because you're here." Yeah, right. Fuck you. Um, and then you know, Embiid talks about how they, they became, like, brothers. Embiid's one of the laziest dudes in the NBA. Yeah. Like, Embiid can't stay on the court. He's lazy, man. Like I know. He's so good, too. It's like, dude, if you just, like, were in shape, right? you would be, like I, – I, when the Celtics played them, I was like, all right, first of all, Marcus Smart probably would fight him by the end of the series. I thought Smart and Butler were going to fight, like, before the series I mean, you started. Think, you I think like, Marcus Smart's going to fight everybody. Yeah, because Marcus like, Smart's And an I feel like they all love him, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, honestly, Marcus Smart is so good at, at – Obviously, like his defensive shit, and even the we're talking about the Tatum taking the three. The only reason they had that possession is because uh, Smart like flailed on an inbounds pass. Know, like I they should have lost in regulation. You know I know, what I mean? but my, my so that's why that's but, why I'm saying. But Marcus, with all like he does all the uh, listen, you could tell like if Tatum has a cook in or whatever, he he's a point guard. He's always directed traffic. He's always talking. Like it, he, you need that type of guy on team. And Jimmy Butler is that just at a much better caliber player, right? right? You know what I mean? And, Not as good a defender. Butler's a great defender, not as well. Smart. He can guard, he can guard more guys, positions. Yeah. Although I don't know, smart guards I, like one through four. I know he um, really does. The the thing about smart, that's why I'm not saying like I'm looking at smart's problems. I used to be like, oh, I'd rather take Avery Bradley than smart, and now I'm like, I can't even imagine. <laughs> well, like, can't even imagine what. But I was that's thinking. where my my point is. I'm so mad with how smart played. I'm not like get rid of smart. I'm like we need a voice that can channel smart yeah. because he needed like in that huddle he needed to be told like, yo, we want the ball in your hand the rest of this. Because you need to get it to one of these two guys. Yeah, yeah. Not, not letting smart can't chuck threes. No, he can though. No, sometimes, but not in those situations. Yeah, I mean, those are winning time. By the way, smart can go to the basket. Smart's crafty going to the basket. I just didn't like the chucking. I, that really bothered no, me. No, honestly, I wish after this series ended, I was like, fuck. I wish LeBron just canceled the season. Why didn't they just cancel this fucking season? Because that honestly did hurt. Like that, I I didn't even expect it. Like be into. NBA at all, and then it's like once they got going, I'm like the bubble's fucking awesome. It was awesome. I wish they'd play every season that way. The <laughs> I know, players, honestly, the players won't feel that way. No, um, 
So I don't know. All right. Yeah, Brad Stevens. I either way, I don't think the Celtics are going to go after Doc Rivers. Yeah, I mean they probably won't. You know, he'll probably end up in Houston. Doc? Well, yeah. they'll swap coaches. Why is that? Who you think? I don't know. I saw Dan Tony trending the other day. Dan Tony's still coaching Houston. No, he isn't. Oh, oh, really? No, he left the day afterwards. You know. Oh, oh, I and he's know rumored that. to be if he hasn't already been hired, he was rumored to go to the Sixers. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is interesting, right? With Simmons and shit. Like, that would be yeah. kind of an interesting fit. Well, it's just because. The only problem is that Embiid can't run like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can't, you can't take a shot tired. seven seconds every time. Embiid's already tired. He's like, yeah. It's like, Ugh. coach, I can't even get out of half court in seven <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Embiid plays the entire game, like, between the circles. <laughs> He's just like. Pull up. No, I know. He's in such good shape halfway through the season just from running those sprints. I, I was amazed by that. Doc's the only coach that has lost multiple. He's lost like three, three uh, series when he's been up 3-1. It's embarrassing, it's like, man. It's like 3-1. You have Kawhi. I know. The Nuggets are so good, too, though. I mean, the they Nuggets. were so good. Like, Jokic is a top five player, too. Jokic is unbelievable. He's definitely. Like, you just give him the ball, and he just he gets I'm not saying he's buckets, not top five, but he gets he's, people buckets. he's top ten. I can't like, mean, it's hard to call him top five. I, I, LeBron and Anthony Davis and, you know, him, I, I mean, I can't name Harden? Him. No. Harden's not better than Jokic? No way. Uh, no way. I, if I'm starting a team, I'm starting with Jokic way before Harden. Harden's like number 18 on the list. Okay, let's hear that. Let's add, let's, because I was about to say, like, I don't know how much more we really have to talk about. Let's just do this real quick. We'll probably bore the shit out of people. But, um, okay, so if you're starting, if you're starting a team, you're going with Anthony Davis, obviously. Um, well, if I'm. I actually, I might take Jokic ahead of him. So right now, Jokic might be your number one pick like out of any player it, in the NBA. Hold on, I gotta think. Who else is in the NBA? Um, I know I'm not taking LeBron. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I wasn't gonna take LeBron. But, you know, if LeBron was 25, I would. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. I, I mean, don't know if I would. The first stint in Cleveland, I would have taken LeBron. You know what I mean? Before he went to the Heat. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, he was a very different player then. So I remember that series against Detroit, though, when no, he's course, like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, like this guy's going to be unbelievable. And then he stupid. went to the Heat and everybody hated him. Um, I'm just trying to think, like, who would, who else is? You, listen, there's 8 million point guards who can shoot, right? Like, you know, I'll take, all right, I can't have Jamal Murray, then I'll take Donovan Mitchell. If I can't have Donovan Murray, I'll take fucking Tyler Harrow. You know what I mean? Like, there would be a million guys in that position. So... Yeah, it depends. That's that's a tricky one because like I like I really like Kemba, for example. Yeah, oh, Durant! Don't forget about Durant. I'm oh, like, I've, oh yeah, Durant's still in the NBA. <laughs> is he? Yeah. I mean, I think like what Steph Curry is still in the NBA. Steph, I know. Um, ooh, I mean, I don't like Durant, but I probably take him over all those guys. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, and by the way, are you forgetting about Luka Doncic? Luka, another <laughs> guy. That's, uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm probably taking Luka first. Luka, because Luka's a dog that can score. Somebody's calling me. Um, triple double. I mean, I mean triple doubles. Um, I don't know. There's. I don't, I love I love Jokic. I love Jamal Murray. Love Donovan Mitchell. Through Facebook. Through Facebook. We should have answered it live. Should have answered it. Live? Like I don't know if you can do that. Who was it? I don't know. It began with a Z, I think. Don't call back whoever that uh, is. Now I got a phone call coming in. Either way, NBA uh, NBA was fun. I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna. I'll watch some of the series, but I mean, I, I, I don't want to see. I don't want to see the Lakers just fucking win. And my thing is that like, like tonight is Sharon School Committee meeting, and I'm gonna get to watch that. And I like watching those meetings. Those are interesting. I thought, hold on, are you still running? Running is a weird way to put it because like it's an appointed position. 
So like you interview Do for Do we have it? to give your like opponents equal time on this podcast? You, you know what's funny? I actually so so like let's say uh let's hit the positions of obvious No, 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 let's not do that. Um so the thing is like you, who you Biden, you can't give answers. So somebody else Are you gonna resigned. pack the courts or not? Dude, come on, relax. So they they uh another person resigned. So like they picked somebody who'd already been on like before in the past. And actually ironically, like they're gonna have to pick a new superintendent now. And they picked somebody who was there when they picked the previous superintendent, which is like a really like um controversial pick but anyway so for a lot of people at least um so anyway then but then somebody else after they after they voted on this person somebody else then resigned so now that spot has to get filled like in the next few weeks so obviously like i'm still going for that yeah and then if that doesn't happen for me then it's just a campaign for the spring but i did think about the fact like i don't think i, I don't know i i don't I know think how it's that works, like, if it's my own yeah yeah own but, thing, but the fine. thing is that like uh you know like i do that um I do that thing on Channel 8 sometimes, and I was like, oh, I bet you I, I don't know when I'm campaigning if I can do that. What if we just don't talk about um, – you know, although you know how, like, Tyler Hero says, like, he's a walking bucket? Yeah. Like, I'm like a walking campaign. Yeah. <laughs> do you know like, me? Yeah, I'm just like, vote for me. Like, you know. Um, what are you running for? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter, man. Just vote for me. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, uh, what's up with homeschooling? That's all good? Uh, well, I'm not homeschooling. Um <laughs> Adley's you remote. graduated? No, Adley's remote. So he's at, he's, I mean, we're actually I doing mean, it. I assume it's all the same thing. Well, no, so homeschooling means that you provide no, the curriculum. No, I understand. Oh, okay. Well, I, I didn't know if you, you knew that, and a lot of people don't, so. Okay. Um, schooling at home. Yeah, yeah. So remote's going well. See, like, I think for, like, kids his age, it's probably fine. I, I The kids that are, like, 13 that can, you know, do all their work for a, a week in, like, an hour. It's like this. No, 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 no. So I think a lot of people, and I don't honestly want to spend a lot of time on this no, no, no. because I think it'll bore the shit out of people. But um, no, remote. Well, I mean, it was, school it was so bad. Remote those. was so bad in the spring, but now it's like it's actually like a whole day of active, right. like on screen. And then when you're not on screen, it's like you have 40 minutes, and there's a clock ticking down to do this project. So you don't. They do a really nice job of like it's not this yeah, all day. Yeah, right. But it isn't like it isn't like here's the work that you do. And it's like, oh, bro, I can do that in, in an hour. No, it's not like that. Like, right. there's lecture, there's talk. Like, so I actually think remote's a really good option and for, for certain kids. Not everybody learns the same. So I'm fortunate. Like, Adley seems to learn to learn well, he like likes that. to learn. Well, he loves to learn, but um, he was definitely checked out in the spring, and I worried about him there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then, you know, Adina's at, Adina's at, like, an outdoor private kindergarten. Um, and she just... I mean, she just loves it so much. Yeah, and right. so, like, that's a beautiful situation for us. Um, What's kind of is what it what is. happens, like, when it, like, rains or it gets cold? Like. So they set up, like, a bunch of tents. And, like, they have cabins. So, like, and it's really small. There's five kids in her class. So yeah, yeah. it's not like they don't ever go inside. But even there, it's, like, super distanced. And, like, it's the same five families. Plus, like, you figure if somebody's, like, spending money to keep their kid out of the existing hybrid program, right. they're probably being – no one can be perfect, but they're being a little bit more cautious. Yeah. Um, I think the big – I read an article, the big thing about being this, like, pod learning thing yeah, now. Yeah, pods are, have been big. I'm not with it to but some like, degree. I, I mean, it's like – it's it's going to be another one of these things, though, where, like, the wealthy get special treatment because they could pay – It's tricky because it's not – so I agree with you, but it's you know not I – mean? I agree with you, but it's not just wealthy. Um, a big issue in a town like, like you know, like where I'm from or, or where you're from, like, like not where you're from, where like where you live, like, yeah, yeah. In, uh, is that – like, I grew up in Sharon, and my parents, like, my dad's an immigrant, and my mom, 
um, just like she's a workaholic and like, you know, my mom's a social person, but not like, not like the type to like always be with a crowd. Right. So I grew up like I had to like make my social life. Like I wasn't, you know how there are kids like that are like popular in middle school and it's just because like their friend, their parents are friends with everybody's parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like you always had to take Tommy along or whatever, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, the, uh, and for me, like Adrian and I are so social, like we have friends and stuff. So like our kids end up included in certain things that, um, you know, they're cool ass kids, but like that's not why they're included. They're included because we're involved. Yeah, yeah. That's so it's weird. It's like it's not money per se, but that's the bigger issue is that like the kid who like the kid who maybe has no one to sit with at lunch now also has no learning pod. Yeah. And and that's a huge problem. Right. So I felt like if they were going to do the whole pod thing, that almost like the play would have been uh, to like do that by lottery. Like, yeah. you know, so well, that, I just think I'm if it's going to keep going like this, though, it's going to I'm saying like pods like private pods you right. know what i mean like no that's what's happening you know, my, point is that's, my point is that is what's happening that is what's happening and you know what like you know it's funny because I, I think i quote this line from jay-z a lot but it's like there's much bigger issues in the world i know but i first had to take care of the, the world, world I, know. I know at moments like this i'm just i look at a lot of friends of mine and how they raise their kids and some of them raise their kids in ways that like i do or ways that i wish i could and then some of them raise their kids in ways i super disagree with but I, I can't tell you that. Like, that's not, and, and I'm not necessarily right. Yeah. So I just have to shut up about that. And I'm just super thankful in moments like this that, like, I only have to worry about my two. So it's like, as long as they're healthy and happy and getting what they need, right. then at least I can sort of be like, hey, like, let's, and that's why, like, I wanted to be involved in a more official capacity because I don't have the answers. And I think I've, I've worked hard to develop myself into such a listener when it comes to that kind of stuff where, I think we need more people like that. I see too many people in positions of authority who know how to do what they think is right and don't realize through life and understanding and butting heads with friends and, 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 and steel sharpening steel that like what works for me doesn't work for you. Like you have a beautiful marriage and you're and a great super life and, and your wife is your wife and that's great for you. And that's not, and my wife's so different and, and, and we work and our relationship might be different. Like Adrian and I, like, our marriage is great, and it's beautiful. She has her friends. I have my friends. We kind of do, like, our, we do things together, then we do our own things. You're, you're married to your best friend. Like, actually, your best friend. Like, you yeah. guys do. That wouldn't work for me. Like, I'm just a different person. But it's beautiful for you. Yeah. And, like, you learn growing up that, like, your boy's relationship is Plus, you actually have to leave the house. Huh? Plus, you have to leave the house. I never do. Right, exactly. No, that's not true. You two leave the house together. My point is, like, <laughs> my point is, like you and Kara have, and this isn't, it's not better. It's not worse. It's just different. Like, you guys get a Saturday off. And it's like the two of you like might go do something for the whole day, and that's yeah. like, and you're super happy with it. Adrian hates about me that I'm like, I want to call people up and be like, yo, let's go do this. We're just different, and I've learned from growing up with friends whose lives make sense and work for them. So like, if you then have kids, I've learned that like, if you love them and you try your best for them, that's you. And I think if you're normal, and you're good enough to be my friend, like if you're good enough to me to be like, if I think you're worthy of being my friend, then I should think you're worthy enough of raising this kid. And I think there's a lot of people that don't understand that. They're like, they're like, this works for me. Why don't you do this? Yeah, right. And I, I see that happen so much in adulthood where people will say, like I brought up the marriages just to say, like in my experience, I know people that like if they were in your position would say to me, like, why don't you just go blah, blah, blah with Adrian and just, just the two of you that works for me or someone who, if they were in my position would be like, yo, how come you don't invite a bunch of people who would go just the two of you? And I've learned that like what works for people is different. Yeah. You can't apply yourself to that. So with this whole remote learning, I'm looking and going like, Man, if what works for you is calling, like, another couple friends and getting, like, all their kids together, 
dope. Like yeah, that's you. Do right, you? Right. What works for me is like me and Adley through the day, and I'm like on a computer doing my thing, and, and I'm here for help for him, and he's boom glued to the screen, yeah, yeah. and that doesn't work for Adina. Like Adina has, has like some anxiety and stuff, and like it works really well for him to feel safe. For him, feeling safe is the most important thing. Adina, it's feeling included. Yeah, that's different for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, those are just there's just differences with people. Of course. And um, and I think the big part of like trying to trying to not govern, but like be in charge of anything is understanding that like there is an idea that needs to be involved in this conversation that you don't have. And if you don't listen to other people, right. you're going to end up making a decision. Yeah, based if you have a child with a, a learning disability, right? And you're like, my kid needs to be in school. My kid needs extra help. All right. Well, at some point, uh, maybe you need to hire a private tutor. So let me give you an example. Go back to normal. Right. So let me give you an example. So like, um, I'm on the school council at one of my kids' elementary schools and, um, and you know, we review the budget. So like we're reviewing the budget and you know, me, when I pull out my calculator, boom, 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 trying to figure out why, like we have 17 kids in some special, in like a special needs program and we're funding it like disproportionately. Mm -hmm. So I like ask, I like ask for clarification on that. And it's explained to me by this, by this administrator, like, no, the program has 17 people in it, but like you're looking at it wrong. The program isn't just for those 17 people. It's for everybody in the school. So, like, if our school can't service those needs, then maybe our school's not the right school for, like, this other child who isn't in the program, but what if they need it to be? Or what if, or what if one time ever they need this little bit of help, right? Or, or what if that, that child that needs that need was in their class not getting the help they need? Isn't your kid losing out on education then? And it's like you start to look at it different. You start to go, oh, that's a good point. Like, every one of their classmates getting the education they need is better for the whole. Right. Right. Like um, in the same way that like if in your neighborhood, like if you just did what worked for you, even if it like absolutely upset your neighbor, it's not making your neighborhood better. You know, in like in the short term, you're like, well, it works for me to cut my lawn at 7 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Makes my day better. Yeah, But now your neighbor hates you. And then if your neighbor turned around and was like, well, then it works for me to cut my lawn at 10 p.m. Right. Like, no, like the neighborhood working it's good for everyone in the neighborhood. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, so I, th I think that's something we're right. Like, if you don't know, like, my, my children have – every child has special needs. The question it's is what the special the need. need is. Yeah. Right? So, like, you know, my son has some anxiety that sometimes he needs to be directed on or, or paid attention to or, like, sort of, com you know, calmed through. My daughter has, like, to be refocused a little. She's super social. Like, you know, we've done this thing in education where we, where we, we created, like, seemingly polite phrases like special needs – to mean certain things, but every child has special needs. Yeah. Every child is an individual human being, and especially when they're young ages, five, six, seven, eight years old, they just, they have needs. Like the kid that's really, really, really academically high, you need your academically high kid to be, to be taught how to, how to listen. Social and, skills. Right, and, and how to listen in a group environment. Like at the end of the day, the smartest kid at Fidelity, the smartest 27-year-old at Fidelity in a project with a team can't just bull his way through every time. Right. So he needs to learn how to navigate that, how to work with people on that. Yep. So people that have, their, have kids that are like prodigies and think like, my kid just needs, he just needs better. He just needs better. Well, your child's not going to be prepared for the world. Right. He might be the best mathematician or the best scientist or really, or he might write incredible novels, but he's going to live in the friggin' woods yeah, and is. write these novels every two years. Right, right, right. Um, and, you know, this isn't 1871. Like, that's not going to be a good life for him. Right. Not at all. Right. Um, I mean, there's plenty of brilliant people I know who I'm like, 
that person's brilliant and their life's hard as opposed to like you meet someone else that you're like wow like they're just overall like pretty bright like they get it they get life like yeah, they're yeah. not i don't know if they're a rocket scientist i can't build a tv you feel me yeah, like right. i can't like and i don't even want to understand how it works i can't even hook the nintendo up to play duck hunt fuck you i set up i set up the nintendo <laughs> not uh, duck hunt though. well duck hunt so you know what it is bro so listen no, so, no, it's the, so it's i bought the that nintendo for 65 bucks and the you know what how much it costs for the part to to flip it so you can do the duck hunt oh one, uh, actually i might actually have one 129 bucks wait you have something like that I probably dude i have a bag of cables like you no but you know what it does yeah, it makes it, it converts it from uh, RCA to HDMI or whatever. It changes the rate of speed on the screen. Oh, frame rate? Yes, yeah, the frame rate. So the issue is that the original Duck Hunt was built to black out a screen. Oh, yeah. On a tube. And now they move so much faster, yeah, it yeah. can't do it. Yeah. And so the issue is now uh, if you go to play, no, every no, time no. you pull the trigger, the screen just goes black, supposedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, right. it's because the frame rate is different. Uh, so yeah. they, they made a converter to convert the frame rate. But like for $129, yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no thank you. There's more games on your phone. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whatever, bro. Like, we can, uh, <laughs> I'll put, let's go shoot actual ducks. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? You, go Disclaimer. Go I'm vector. not going to shoot actual ducks. I keep just looking at the, um, <laughs> laptop so uh, all right is there anything else we need to cover really no i mean uh i don't think so i mean there's a million things you know you know it's like like us normally we could talk about anything we didn't even day, talk about the day. food industry at all today um, well we talked about the breweries true true that was and that was good too that because was, like i feel like we got i got in some shots uh yeah. <laughs> i feel like i feel like i really got to express myself there names um, give me names huh nothing i mean i can't no i, I know you gave, you gave um names. i mentioned air not like yeah. um you know, and uh, you know what happened with my boy Ben over there. Um, Where's uh, so what's up with Tap the uh, the truck? It's not out here anymore. Oh, it's actually so it, I just left it in Braintree. Um, oh, right. For the um, but it's it's been having. It, we've had a, a few events here and there. Um, yeah. You know, this is that time of How year. How busy is like, uh, Simca? You know, I'm lucky in that it's not like. You no, know, we're okay. Yeah. Um, it's not the the the, the food industry's in trouble like real trouble yeah um and it's funny because consumers say that but like at the end of the day consumers can fix that yeah. like um you know people so i don't know if you saw did you see did we talk about the fact that Simca got named best restaurant south so like boston magazine right. changed all their awards this year to be takeout program just to, which is cool but like although i wanted i wanted the sign to say best restaurant south but um, but anyway, they, they actually like mailed me the thing yesterday with the letter. So I posted it again on social media and it got like a ton, a ton of love and you get like all this love from people and that's dope. Like I, I appreciate it. Like I really do, but you see it and you're like, I don't have that many customers. Yeah. Like, where are you? You yeah. know? Um, and it's tough cause it's tough. Cause like in the, in the food industry, like people love you when you're new and then they, it's just, it's hard to stay in front of them, you know? I see customers, good customers of mine, post things on social media, like saying things like, yo, like where's the best place to go for blank um, outside of like the normal places we go to? I feel like we keep going to the same or one or two. And I rock with it, like I totally get it. But at the same time, you're like, well then can you find someone to trade with you? Yeah, like, can yeah. you find someone to trade with you? Cause like, what about these people like who don't come here? Like right. I need I need people, like we have to sell food and, and it's hard, man. And and this is a tough time of year for me and my team because we we we've always been because we started with the food truck cyclical like we go ham from April to our, the end of October 
and September and October are our two busiest months. So like, right. you know, we go so hard in those months. We're used to being dog, dog tired right now, but with like a light at the end of the tunnel. And right now we we're just, it's just mundane. You know, it's just like, yeah, well, you're not getting the uh, lunch crowd. Right, like, we just don't get you our know. ass kicked like we're used to. Right. But we're always kind of, like, mind-numbingly steady. Yeah. So it's just, like, you know, it's tough, man. I went into, like, fight-or-flight mode, I feel like, um, you know, on March 13th right. with my team. And now it's, six it's months lasted later. too long. It's, right. it's, it's been more than six, if you think about it. And yeah. it's just it's lasted too long. It's physically exhausting. It's mentally exhausting. It's emotionally yeah. exhausting. And... You know, at some point, I keep telling people, it's kind of like if you if you capsized in the ocean. It's like the first couple hours, like, you really, like, man, a boat's going to come. Like, blah, blah, On day two, like, you're wondering if you just wasted the last two days. Right. Like, if you would have been better off swimming yeah, um, yeah. or drowning. Yeah. And right now, like, I'm not – I'm committed to the cause. Like, I'm not going to give in. Like, that's just not who I am. But, yeah, I mean, man, like, we're tired. We're well, mentally tired. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Like, we didn't open – one out of six restaurants, I think. Right. Like, I, I'm built to try to succeed. And right now, there's no such thing as success. There's just survival. Right. And so, I didn't get into this business to do the numbers we're doing. I didn't get into this business to sell the amounts of food I'm selling. I didn't get into this business to work really, really hard knowing that, like, the only hope is that I'm still here when this right. is over. Right. And quite honestly, one and thing And if this, it's over, does it truly come back the way so, it should? So I guess, like, I don't even want to think like that because in my mind, it's like it will. Of course. But the problem with that is that, you know. Does everybody think that way? Right. Well, the problem with that is that if I fought for 10 years to get to the spot I'm in now and I just got knocked back, right? Like, just because I don't – just because – just be, it's like, it's like, let's put it in sports context. We fight our, we fight really, really hard to build a 20 point lead and then we blow it and now we're down 20. Like the game isn't over yet. And if we, if we go in and we really push hard for this next quarter, we could probably get it back to even. Right. But the game's not starting from scratch. Yeah, right. We have to go get those 20 back. Right, right, right. Um, so it's like, I fought really hard to build a 20 point lead. Yeah. And finally had a good life. Like, and now I'm like, I'm just treading water to stop the run. Right. And then I'm just hoping that when the run's over, I yeah. can play again. Let's normal up right. and let, so know, it's like run it back. Best case scenario, I'm going to catch up. Right. Best case scenario, I survive. And when this is over, I got to start completely over. Right. And um, that's exhausting. No, like, it's like, tough. And I'm not, you know, I, I started all this when I was 25. I'm not 25. Yeah. So there's a part of me that's I mean, like. That's a lot of 100-hour work weeks. That's right. You know, I, I, I tell people all the time, I feel like I've worked. 25 years in the last 10 years yeah. and so there's a part of me that's just like i don't know man like it's exhausting but but those are just on my bad days like certainly on other days like i i look at it and go yeah i get to do a podcast today what up right so yeah no i love doing the podcast i love i love working on like cookbook projects and and i love talking to people about like their next project i, I like some of the mentoring i do for like some young entrepreneurs i enjoy that stuff um you know, it's just hard, man. It's just hard making. I mean, it's it sucks. Eventually, eventually, yeah. eventually, when right, all these businesses, uh, you know, a lot of restaurants out of business, whatever. Well, there's going to be a lot less places to go, so they'll all be slammed. That's what people say, man, but that's not true. There's always no, going to be a new garbage place, and 
And I guess for me, like one thing that I get really, yeah, really hopefully frustrated. Hopefully it's a dive bar though. You know what I mean? Like the problem is, bro, like and this is what I think is so frustrating for me is that like I worked really, really hard to get like objectively good at what I do. And then it's hard watching people get a pass who aren't who yeah. aren't great. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like there are places people are like, Yeah, it's ah and I'm like, so why do you go there and support them? And they're like, ah, I don't want to see them disappear. Why? Yeah, yeah. Let them disappear. Like, yo, if you don't rock with them, don't rock with them. Nah, you know, blah, blah. so I mean, no different than like, there are restaurants where like people, people want people support people they don't believe in. Yeah, right. Um, you know, there's a brewery, uh, Lord Hobo, like the owner like openly wrote on social media like how horrible it is that his bar in Cambridge like can't reopen and his staff can't work. About and he wrote, like wrote this like you know heart string pulling on like yeah. thing, and then like three weeks later opened the seaport project and at least one person he hired is somebody who like didn't work from before i just know from social media so i'm like time out what about i hope all the servers are there like yeah, right. what happened here like you know like the pr game is so bonk because like people cry that aren't real you know like there's one restaurateur that talks a lot publicly about how to take care of your staff and how to like and then like laid off all their staff um sounds like the red sox unapologetically you know exactly and um and me, I'm, like, bleeding every week, paying staff, right. like, that I don't need. Right. But I need them long term. Like, I want them. Like, I don't – somebody the other day, this chef told me, like, another chef that we know was, like, yeah, I got furloughed. You do, huh? Why? Huh? Like, it, Corey, man, if somebody told me, yo, bro, um, yeah, you don't get a paycheck anymore and uh, you don't work here anymore. Go but, collect. Yeah, we'll, we'll, call, call we'll call you when we need you. Bro, do you know who I am? Like, I'm – Avi fucking Shemtov. Yeah, I worked right. hard to become Avi Shemtov. Right. I'm going to go down the street. I'm going to knock on a door and I'm going to cook. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do me. And um, it's crazy. Yeah, it's I'm crazy. Wait, that, around. Uh, wait around for you. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's just, it, you know, it's weird. And, and, it, and it hurts me to know that, like, there are people out there who can take advantage of people because there are people that don't know there's better for you. Right. right, um, right. You know, at the end of the day, like, you know, it's just like I, I, I don't I don't want to put other people's business out there, but like there's a like a pastry chef that used to work for me or with me is probably a fair way to say it, it was a short time thing and it was almost like contract work. But she like got laid off recently. And, and my understanding from a conversation I had with her was like she was kind of furloughed for a long time before that. And so to me, like then then she found out that like they hired somebody to do pastry work. And I'm sure they hired somebody for like way less. Of course. And like. Whatever, like maybe the person lived around the block, right? Yeah, I don't know, you know? Yeah. But like this person was like really upset because they felt like they'd put loyalty in. Yeah, that like, was my job. And, and to me, I'm like, man, when they went to furlough you, you should have got a job because you, you need to know your worth. Like I wouldn't have furloughed you. We would either would have had a conversation that was like, yo, I can't do this anymore and I totally get that you got to go rock. Or I would have sacrificed and bled every week to keep you here. Right. I didn't know there was an in-between. Like if I let Kyle go next week, in a weird way, he's the, he's he's such an important piece of my company. Like he's the most Avi there. Jr. Yeah, he's like the most there. But because him and I do the same thing, he'd be the most like I could step into his role tomorrow thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So if I came to Kyle and was like, "Yo, I can't do this anymore. You're a big payroll number. I gotta furlough you. Go collect unemployment. Do you? And I'll holler at you when I'm ready." I would expect Kyle to go to any one of the businesses that would kill to have Kyle. Right. Right. And like when I hollered him three years from now, and I'm like. Yo, so I'm thinking like we're yeah, digging out that. right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Let's go do the eyelash thing that we talked yeah. about. I'd expect him to be going. Yeah, fuck off, bro. Like I came to you, like I came to you, 
and I was on your team, and like we worked, we 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 yeah, bled we together. bled together. Yeah. Didn't that mean something? And sometimes I feel like the only person, or not the only, I know other people that are like this. You know, Becker, who's been on this, he's like this. Like, he takes care of his people and he cares about them. Sometimes I feel like the only person that, that like, goes to my wife and says, like, hey, we got to, I got to go into that account because yeah. I can't let Andy go. I got to keep Chris. I, you know, Jay's an important piece of this team. Um, I got high school kids whose hours I don't cut. Cause I'm like, man, I, I'm trying to teach that kid about life. That kid gave me everything I asked for. Yeah. So like, if what does he learn if, or she learn if I go to yeah. her and go, yo, remember that Saturday that you ran in here like at, with a 911 text cause we were getting our butts kicked. Yeah, that doesn't mean shit cause you're, you're the low, you're yeah. low girl on the totem pole, you're out. Or like, yo, you, I'm gonna need you to pull one shift. I don't believe in that. Like, right. um, I remember when I was in high school, the gap, I worked at the gap during the school years. I like washed dishes and worked in the kitchen at this summer convention, uh, this like community center type situation in the summers. But in the winters I would work at the gap and, uh, and I pulled hours during the summers too. Kanye? Uh, uh, I was so good at, I was way so better at Kanye probably. No, <laughs> I was going to no, say. No, no, no. Um, I was an idiot at the gap bro. Like I, I was, I worked at the gap during nine 11 and all that. And I used to keep an envelope with like little white powder, like in the counter. And I would just tell you, like, Oh, don't touch that. We don't know what that is yet. <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, that's how I used to smoke and like go to work. And you know that that's not my thing, but like in high school, I was stupid. So anyway, this doesn't make me sound, this doesn't make my next argument sound uh, so good. Next we'll put on some of our tunes. Like, but I was like, no one would work the weekdays, no one. And I would work the weekdays. So they would, they would feed me hours and then holiday season would come and no one's allowed any time off. And like, I'm missing Thanksgiving with my family for yeah. black Friday and all that shit. And then January would come and they cut, they slash hours. Right. And like, I was a big personality. If you can imagine that, like yeah. I wasn't always like, I, I wasn't like, like I'll go fold, uh, go fold clothes. No problem. Like I wasn't that dude. <laughs> so they would cut my hours and sometimes to like one shift every three weeks. And they would say to me, well, we have everyone in the rotation. We give everybody one shift, whatever, whatever. And I was like, everyone's not me. I, in November, I worked four days a week, five days a week for you as a high school kid. Right. These other kids were working just Saturdays. Yeah. Why do they now get one shift every time I get one shift? Yeah, right. Um, and I would quit. Like, I, I quit. And then I came back, and it happened the next year. And I thought we were good the next time, so I never came back after the next one. My point is I think about that when I go to do somebody else a certain way. Yeah. I'm like, if I come to you and tell you that you should give me your paycheck back, I, I think you should tell me, don't call you again. Yeah, right, of course. Um, and that doesn't mean, I mean, I'm lucky. I got a team of people we can be honest with each other. So, like, when somebody's like, yo, can you help me out with something, I try. Right. And if I said to them, like, hey, listen, like, there is nothing left for us. Like, let's... Uh, yeah, we're all, guess what? No one's going to pay Right, like, we're all going to... And th that's the other part is, as a leader, like, I'm not embarrassed to say, like, you think I've collected a paycheck since COVID started? Like, yeah, right. I, I debted that. Um, and everyone knows that. Everyone knows me here. Like, they know that, like, I fight every day for us to survive as a team. Right. I told them all on, on March 13th, we had a meeting, and I said, I have two goals here. One goal is to have something for everyone to come back to, and the second thing is for everyone that's in this room to come back to it. So let's try, let's try to make sure that when, when the world uh, exists again, that, we're, that every one of us is here, and with the exception of one person that asked for a parachute and jumped out the plane, everyone else has been good, you know? Um, you know? And at the end of the day, like, there are some people you can't save from themselves, right? Like, there are some people that you're like, if every relationship in your life is whack, yeah, yeah. it's not Avi. Um, 
that's the problem. But anyway, that that that's just my take on that. And 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 the restaurant industry is really hard right now because now you're actually seeing successful, hardworking, smart, talented chefs have to close their doors. Right. Um, I still haven't seen a place close for strictly COVID reasons, but I've seen a lot of places that are close. And I think the next wave. Well, it's not it's not for COVID reasons. It's for you know, regulations. No, or no, no, like no. That. I told you. So, we, all right, but we, it's when, not. when we went to that restaurant and there's a table of six and they said, no, you can't have three at the bar, at a table at the bar. Yep. Well, we're four feet away. There's a table of six right there. How does that make any sense? Yeah, but Corey, but, but Corey, they, they moved us to a table. So I'm with okay, you. That but, doesn't make sense, but they moved us to a table. But so. it doesn't make sense, right? So like, if we're going to do this, let's make laws and rules that are logical. That's okay. not logical. So, so, so listen, I, we, right now we're at a good point in this conversation. I don't want to fight with you. No, but you agree with that though. So I, but I don't like how you, you conflate two things. You keep saying this. The regulation. Yep. So let's have two separate conversations separately. The regulations don't make sense. A lot of them don't. Some of them do. Right. Okay. Yes. 100%. You and I are on the same page. Though. Telling me that two people can sit at this table at the bar, but three can't. But the same three can sit at that table there. Dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Dumb. That's not why any restaurant will close. When I say for COVID reasons, and we're going to start to see that in the next three months, we're going to see places that legitimately, it's not a real estate deal. It's not that the place was failing already. It's that like they tried really hard for nine months and customers are not coming. That's the reality. Customers are not coming and that's killing them. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I mean, but that's not the regulation. It's not, I haven't seen a single place. You know, actually, let me tell you this. Yes, there will be regulations. I don't want to throw shade any, at any set restaurants or set places. I'll say this. Quincy, where Care Bear used to, uh, I moved to New York City, mm -hmm. but um, I spent some time in Quincy because of Care Bear. And, th and there are bars and restaurants in, in Quincy where, like, people really don't, I'm not saying everyone in Quincy doesn't believe in COVID or whatever, but there are people who are like, look, their consumer confidence is high. Yeah. They really would pack that bar. Right. And they're not allowed to. Um, yeah, those places really will close because of regulations on the flip, on the other side of it. Like, what about the, just, you have to order food with drinks. How, how is that stop? I, I understand in theory, you're stopping people from gathering, right? No, no. But so, it so does that, nothing that, to so prevent. That, so that regulation is mostly about, and then I should wrap this up cause I got to cook some food, but, uh, that regulation is in my opinion, I think that that's about keeping the places that don't have the facilities that are already authorized for food. So like the, the hand sinks and stuff like that from being open because those things are what could hurt the spread of COVID. So I think it's, it's not about making you order food. It's about making sure that places that don't sell food can't open. However, I think those regulations are anti-business. Yes, I, I, I will say that. I think that they... Especially think, if you're outside. I think that you and your wife on a Tuesday night maybe more likely to come hang out at Simcha if I could sell her two cocktails and you three beers, but you're not in the mood to eat, and you're like, I don't want a $25 entree. I wanted to drink five drinks Actually, together. that's what we're going to do anyway. I'm going to text her. Right now. Text her. Tell her to come right now. Dude, she's not going to respond I, to me. Yeah, she will. Think tell, so? her, tell her, Corey said come. He's going to promise that we don't have to eat food. Oh, never mind. I can't legally do that. No, Shit. I, mean, I li literally fine, legally fine. can't Fine, fine. We'll do tell that. her we, we'll eat, too, though. All right. Well, I'm just like, dude, just because you're my friend doesn't mean I can do that. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm um, trying to get you in the spot here. Um, yeah, well, don't Box do them in. Um, we no, don't, I'm just uh, joking. No, I know, but so. Obviously, I would eat when I, I come here. Uh, um, so, anyway, the, um, my, my point is, like, yeah, it does hurt. It does hurt. It does hurt. Yeah. And, and 
those are the things where I'm like, especially places that like the consumers really that are willing to come out, you know. Right, like I don't understand why if it's safe for me and you to hang, why can we not you know, drink beers ha- together? Yeah, why can we hang in a house with twenty people, <laughs> like, but we can't? Go yeah, so to I, got, I I grabbed wings today for lunch from uh, Wendell's. I got like at least some tenders and I got some wings for myself and shit. And um, I picked up because like I'm not comfortable. I wasn't gonna go sit inside, but when I came inside to pick them up, everyone's like sitting around the bar, right? Like spaced appropriately like they're yeah. supposed to, right? Like the new guidelines just changed. I don't give a... Does it matter if that dude eats wings or not? Yeah. Let that dude have four PBRs. Right. That, what does that have to do with COVID? <laughs> not going to do anything. I know. Right. Like, so that to do with COVID. Um, I don't know, man. See, I, and that's... Uh, and not, I will end on this. Yeah. But this is the type of stuff, like, it's not right now, but in the future, it has potential to be actual fascism. Where the government tells you what you can and cannot do based on whatever. Right now it's COVID, but it could be something else. That's actual fascism. When the government stops you from freedom. That's my definition. And right now it's COVID, right? But who knows what it could be in the future? After 9-11, we didn't close up shop on everything because there could be a potential terrorist attack. We don't have time for a whole other episode right now, bro. Um, I, I, I follow your logic. Again, I do not think they're mutually exclusive. I hear you that – I'm going to be honest with you. Someone asked me – another small business owner in a different field asked me like a week before she started to close down. Yo, what would you do if um, – or two weeks before? Before this was actually a health risk seeming – like before when it you, felt, When you went to New York City? Yeah, before it <laughs> felt like it was really a health risk, right? This person said to me, like, what would you do if, like, they just told you you can't be open? So they can't fucking tell me that. He said, well, what if they did? I said, he said, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to tell them, like, shove it, you know, whatever. So I'm not going to now sit here in good faith and tell you that I don't think that's fascist. I just morally feel a way about deploying U.S. troops on U.S. soil to go after That's, Americans, but I don't want, it did happen. And I don't want to fight about that right now. I'm tired. No, no. We've done a long, and now I got to go freaking make pita. It's wing Wednesday. Um, oh shoot. I got to post the menu and it's five o'clock. Right. I got to post the menu and I got to put, uh, like this new cocktail, dude, tell Kara to come in for this. Um, I thought you texted her. I did, but she hasn't answered. I told you but like, that's for her right there, man. Blueberry lemonade. There we go. Like, boom, you know, um, what the fuck is this? I think my son, yeah, we could, we could do some drinking. All right, cool. Uh, Got to buy some entrees. Uh, <laughs> well, you just said it's Wing Wednesday. Yeah, true. One wing for two of us. We, that's all we eat. <laughs> I've lost a lot of uh, This isn't New York City. I mean, New York State. Right? Oh, that's yeah. I, didn't, I had a shit. good work story, but I'll tell you next um, time. So anyway, all right, cool. Well, listen, that was Heat in the Kitchen. Hey, episode 15. We're, we're on our way, baby. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Everybody be safe. Peace out. Come to Simca. Bye. <laughs>